Whenever I'm in a situation I'm trying not to cry, I think of the story you told about being in your basement and you were either putting something something together and yeah. you got so mad and you just punched <laughs> Oh my god, I punched it a thousand it. times. Yeah. <laughs> One of their toys or something. <laughs> it's just like Dude, they give you these tools and they're like they don't have any handles and I'm sweating and it's just Oh, the Allen wrench type oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I hate those. And then all of a sudden, uh, Ikea will do this. Like, you'll be looking at directions. You're building it for, mm-hmm. like, six hours. Right. And then on step 53, there's a picture of two guys. I'm like, I don't have another guy. Where's the other guy? What, what guy? It's just me. There's no other guy. Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. Now, the voice of Greg Warren. He'll be joining us again uh, this morning. He's got two shows with... Bill Crawford, tomorrow night at Club Cafe. Any tickets left for those shows? Yeah, there's tickets. Um, I think there's a couple tickets for the first show, and then there's some tickets for the second show. Clubcafelive.com. Very good. So uh, he'll be joining us this morning. Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Mainly sunny today, turning milder this afternoon. The high is 52. Tonight, partly cloudy. Seasonal, the low is 36. Saturday, showers, periods of rain, the high around 50. In the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center, this is Kevin Benson. It's 24 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Another bombshell dropped yesterday related to Donald Trump, Robert Mueller, and the Russia investigation. The New York Times reported that Trump ordered the firing of Mueller, the special counsel overseeing the Russia investigation. It's according to four people who were told about it. Trump only changed his mind after the White House counsel threatened to quit rather than move forward with that plan. Making it all the more interesting is the fact that Mueller found out about Trump's plan in recent months as his team has questioned current and former White House staffers in the probe to determine if Trump obstructed justice. It was White House counsel Don McGahn who was supposed to ask the Justice Department to fire Mueller, but McGahn refused, saying he would quit instead. That's not all. McGahn told senior White House officials that dismissing Mueller would have a catastrophic effect on Trump's presidency. He also said Trump wouldn't fire Mueller himself. Following that pushback, Trump walked back the plan. Responding to the report today, President Trump called it fake news. And Oprah, not going to run for president in 2020. No. She says it's not something that interests her. CNN poll published Tuesday shows President Trump lagging behind Oprah in a potential 2020 run by 9 points, 51 to 42 percent. Trump lagging behind Oprah in a poll. Yes. This is the United States of America and this is our (laughs) president we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So the guy who got... um, Stone Cold Stunned on the WWE is behind in the polls to the woman who has her own uh, network and magazine and book club and uh, and diet food. I'm uncomfortable buying a magazine who, whoever the magazine like Oprah, she's the cover model every month. She's smart. (laughs) I mean, it's always her. It's it's smart if you uh, if you if you have that in you that you want to be on the cover. If you have your own magazine, you can make that happen every I th- month. I think Rachel Ray does the same thing. It bothers me for she some. has I don't her know own why. magazine. Oh yeah, and maybe the Pioneer Woman, which I'm very disappointed in her for doing that. Who's the Pioneer Woman? She is. She has a Food Network show, and she's a has a blog and. And what it like? What's her thing like? She she, li- she and her family live on a huge cattle ranch in Oklahoma. Hmm. So she does like down home kind of. 
cooking, which I, I do have one of her cookbooks, I have to say. And again, you didn't grow up on a farm. <laughs> I wish I had, but no, okay. I didn't. Criminal charges are being filed against a former state lawmaker who accepted money for legal work, then did not do the job. McDonald Borough Police charged Jesse White with theft by deception and fraud in the case. White was disbarred last year after the state Supreme Court said he misused more than a hundred grand of his clients' money to feed his gambling addiction. Birth defects have risen in areas of the country where mosquitoes are known to transmit the Zika virus. In 2016, the percentage of babies likely affected by Zika rose 21 percent in southern Florida, South Texas and Puerto Rico. The CDC says it's difficult to say for sure whether the defects are truly Zika related because most of the moms involved weren't tested for the virus while pregnant. Still, about three out of every 1,000 babies born in 2016 had a birth defect possibly associated with Zika, like small head size, neural tube defects, eye problems, or nervous system damage. Zika is most often spread through infected mosquitoes. Well, rest in peace, Big Mama. A Bryan, Texas family mourning the loss of their beloved pet chicken with a paid obituary in the local newspaper. (laughs) The obit with a picture appears in the Eagle newspaper and explains how Stephanie Sword and her family adopted Big Mama in 2013 when her previous owner took the bird to be euthanized. Big Mama quickly became a central part of the flock by bonding with fellow chickens Bubbles, Runt, Ms. S, Funky, Lucky, and Blondie. The family even thanked Big Mama for being such a special part of their lives. uh, Will they bury the chicken or will they eat it? Oh, (laughs) that I don't know. (laughs) Or will they crockpot it? (laughs) (laughs) The Golden Globes had black dresses to show support for the Time's Up movement. This Sunday, the Grammy Awards will have white roses. Musicians, both women and men, intend to wear one white rose in solidarity. The flower has historically represented hope, peace, sympathy, and resistance. Two record execs launched the idea. Rock Nation's Meg Harkins and Karen Rated Interscope felt the Grammys didn't need to respond to Time's Up and keep the momentum going from the Golden Globes. And Casey Affleck is withdrawing from presenting at the 2018 Oscars amid claims of sexual harassment. The actor was set to hand out the Best Actress Award at the ceremony March 4th, but told the Academy he won't be attending. While he didn't give a specific reason, his decision comes amid the Time's Up and Me Too movements. Affleck was sued for sexual harassment in 2010 by two women he worked with on the movie I'm Still Here. Those cases were settled for undisclosed amounts. Details of the suit surfaced in 2016. Affleck won Best Actor at last year's uh, ceremony for his role in Manchester by the Sea, and it's typically traditional for the winner to present Best Actress the following right. year. I, I Wasn't this like, didn't this whole thing start to break like right as he was about to win? Like right in the lead up. Was it right before or right after? I thought it was right before, I but I could, I could be wrong about that. We'll yeah. ask Sean Collier. He's going to be in a little bit later. But yeah, I thought he really slid on slid in under the door on that one and Harvey Weinstein facing yet another lawsuit a former assistant now claims Weinstein forced her to take dictation while he was naked made her get him clean Ugh. underwear and says he would often make rude comments towards or about her. TMZ is reporting Sandeep Hall started working for Weinstein as his personal assistant in 2013. Dozens of women have accused Weinstein of sexual misconduct, but he denies any reports of non-consensual sex. Does she get hazard pay for that? I would sure hope so. Going and get him clean new underwear. Ugh. 
Well, at least that would mean he hopefully put them on afterwards. Uh, Sunny and warmer, low 50s for the high today. It's 26 now at DVE. I'm Val Porter with Bill Crawford, Mike Pursuta coming up at the bottom of the hour. Nice win for the Pens last night, 6-3 over the Minnesota Wild. Two goals for Gino. Sid had three assists. That moves him ahead of Yaramir Yager for second on the Penguins' all-time scoring list. And... Phil Kessel, and I don't know if it's because we paid so much attention to the Steelers and now it's Penguin season. Mm-hmm. Phil Kessel, third in scoring in the league. Unreal. Phil the Thrill I is mean, on fire this year. <laughs> but he's not going to the All-Star game. That's just That's crazy. Okay. He can rest up and score some more goals afterwards. That's right. uh, Sean Collier, as Bill mentioned, coming up, he's got reviews for hostiles and a futile and stupid gesture. I'm I'm really looking forward to both of those movies. I've not even heard of that second movie. The second movie is the movie about Doug Kenny and the National Lampoon magazine. Have it's, not even it's, heard of it. It's a it's a Netflix movie. I think it's straight to Netflix. Oh, okay. All right. And um Will Forte is in it and I've got high hopes for both these films. Uh and we'll talk Oscars as well. Uh, Greg Warren, he is going to be coming in around 7.30 this morning. Bill Bellamy yes. at the Improv this weekend, so he'll join us as well. Randy has the day off. It's the DVE Morning Show. It's the DVE Morning Show. Mike Pursuta rolling in next. He's got sports. We'll talk pens, uh, Steelers, players, and coaches getting ready for the Pro Bowl coming up this Sunday. Uh, he's all got all that stuff and more penguins bill you mentioned 80s night off air last night awesome, i did hear man. some cool music in the background during uh breaks in the action i loved it <laughs> they're playing duran duran like oh yeah you play hungry like a wolf in a broadcast i'm in <laughs> all the graphics like it just looked like a fun night i did feel kind of sorry for uh brian dumoulin and uh Simone, the new the new kid, yeah, we're being interviewed between periods, and Dan Potash has got the mullet wig. Oh my god! <laughs> and the stick like, shirt, and they're like, "What are you doing? What are you doing, dude? <laughs> Where did you get that wig? It looks like it's been through a wood chipper." <laughs> Mike's got sports coming up next. It's the DVE Morning Show. I'm a photography. DVE Sports. I'm Mike Pursuit of Fort DVE Sports. The Penguins took care of their final business prior to this weekend's All-Star break last night at PPG Paints Arena. The Minnesota Wild were in town. That meant the return of uh, former Penguins forward Matt Cullen. It was 80s night, so a festive night all the way around. And uh, the Penguins got things rolling early on another goal from Dominic Simone. Crosby takes it back on the near boards, Minnesota Territory. Skates with it, finds a man open left side. Ian Cole towards the net. Off the stick of uh, the Penguins, Connor Sheary, and off Dubnik. And finally to the blade of Eric Stahl, but he can't clear. Down the slot, Crosby gets it over, and a shot by Simone. He scores! Dominic Simone! Set up by Crosby, and the Penguins take a 1-0 lead. Oh, hallelujah, Hollywood! What a steal by Crosby on Stahl. He picked his pocket. And then turned it over and made a beautiful pass to Simone in the right wing circle. It's one nothing Pittsburgh. Yeah, the Pens were just getting started. Crosby mm-hmm. included. He continued to deal into the second period. Crosby races up ice, coming to the left side to Haglin. Back to Crosby. Now to Dumoulin. Open net. He shoots and scores. Brian Dumoulin finishes. And the Penguins have a 4 nothing lead. And you can hop in that court over, baby. We're going bowling. With his goal. That crowd. The Cordoba goes back to the 80s, right? Yeah. Definitely. Chrysler. 
Yeah. Penguins. Yeah, and that crowd, to Val's point, they were raucous. That yeah. would have been a fun game to be Lots at. to cheer about. Pence kept pouring it on, and uh, in the net, at least for most of the game, Casey DeSmith kept kicking him out. Matang settles in behind his own net. He's headed to the All-Star game along with Crosby. Dead giveaway. Gets right in front of that shot. Right to the net. Stop. As letting go was round. Who let it go? And a good save by DeSmith. Oh, what a pizza that was. <laughs> Penguins had a 6-0 lead at one point in the third period. They settled for a 6-3 win. Casey DeSmith, another victory. Unreal. You know, somebody tweeted at us yesterday that the reason they sent Tristan Jarry down was to get starts in Wilkesbury over the All-Star break. Didn't he have an opportunity to start in Pittsburgh last night if they hadn't sent him down? Yes. yes I, he I haven't did. seen anybody explain that. I think it's uh, riding the hot hand right now. Do minor leagues do All-Star games? They do, but they don't do it at the same time. I think he had Matt Murray back as the backup last night, and I think Mike Sullivan wanted to see some more Casey DeSmith. And he saw it, and the Penguins win it. And they are 8-3 and three in the month of January. I think the switch has been flipped. You were talking about needing one of those months. That's all it takes, and you get right back to where you want to be. Uh, they're not even in the wild card picture anymore because they moved up to third in the Metropolitan Division last night. 57 points ties the Columbus Blue Jackets. Columbus has played two fewer games than have the Pens. Washington's in first place with 63. Maybe Pens can... Concentrate on that division race for a while. If you finish in the top three, you don't have to worry about the damn wild card. But everybody can take a nice exhale and uh, enjoy the All-Star Game festivities over the weekend. Crosby's first of three assists allowed him to pass Yarmer Yager for second place on the Penguins' all-time scoring list with 1,080 points. Crosby now sits at 1,082. His 125th three-point game tied Yager for the most mm. By any NHL player over the last 20 seasons. And uh, everything all of a sudden coming up uh, the way the Penguins wanted to. Stars are shining. It was a matter of time, right? They woke up in January and said, oh, we got to start stacking hey, some wins. Let's start trying. The standings suggest we need to have some urgency, okay? To Val's point, I mean, Phil the Thrill is approaching 60 points. Fast approaching. I mean, he's just had an unreal season. Yeah, three more assists for him last night. He was plus one. Three for Crosby. He was plus two. Even Crystal Tang was a plus last night. <laughs> Ian Cole got back in the lineup. Ian Cole got back. They let Ian Cole play and they still won. Wow. What do they think of next? That's ah, a feel-good night. Cam Hayward uh, talking to some media down at the Pro Bowl yesterday in Orlando. Uh, Hayward asked about... The Steelers' perceived lack of discipline. The response, quote, It's a load of crap to me. We're grown men. We're not in Little League. That's his take on it. It's a good take. I would tend uh, to agree. I know some of the stuff that they do is a little more uh, unsightly than most people would rather see, but it's a different age, a different time. I don't... I don't think it's the reason they lost to Jacksonville. I think they lost to Jacksonville because Jacksonville's a better team than they are. They were last, last season. Twice. Yep. And we can reach and grasp about what they said before the game or what they do before the game. Maybe it just came down to the playing of the game, and especially without Ryan Chazier, they just weren't very good defensively, and they weren't able to be as mistake-free on offense as they needed to be. The thing that I'm still puzzled by, Mike, is that that ass-whooping that happened in October here 
was completely and totally explained away from the bottom of the organization all the way to the top. Like it never happened. Five interceptions. Oh, that'll never happen. All explained away. Yeah. They'll never run the ball for... Running for yeah. 230 yards, completely explained away. Oh, it was just a couple runs here and there. Like, that ass-whooping should have fueled the fire where we should have been looking for revenge in that game. Instead, it was like they were playing with the edge. Yeah. They kicked our ass the first time. Steelers got a lot of stuff to sort out in the offseason. The first thing that they have to sort out is their ability to honestly and accurately evaluate themselves. Yep. Because in the run defense in particular, they just were unable to do that. Oh, it was three runs. Nah, it's pretty much every time they got the ball. Coming into the season, we we thought they were thin at inside linebacker, but we also were were thinking that question mark mainly pertained to Vince Williams. Yes. Being able to step up and, and fill the role of Lawrence Timmons, and obviously nobody saw the horrific injury to Ryan Chazier, but now Right, like, and I'm not saying you got to have a you know a Pro Bowl in reserve to go in for Chazier, but now you have to react to this. Now you can react to this, you know. You got to go out and either you got to go get one. Get someone. Yeah. Not not Sean Spence off the street. I mean, you got to get a draft pick or a free agent or both. Uh college hoops last night, the crazy ending in Columbus, Ohio. Ohio State hits a 3 to tie up Penn State late and then Penn State hits a later 3, one at the buzzer. From Tony Carr, the Nittany Lions beat the number 13 Buckeyes, 82 to 79. Penn State improves to 14 and 8 overall, 4 and 5 in the Big Ten tonight. Sacred Heart plays Robert Morris at PPG Paints Arena on Saturday afternoon. Syracuse visits Pitt at 4 o'clock. Rutgers is at Penn State at 4, and at 7 o'clock down in Morgantown, Kentucky against number seven West Virginia. That's unranked Kentucky, by the way. First time since 2014. John Calipari's team lacks discipline. <laughs> That's all I got. Very good. Uh, we may have a new football league to watch. We'll talk about that. Or to not watch. Or to not watch. We'll talk about that to a little bit. aggressively not watch. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up at Vince the Vince McMahon's of the hour. shady, right? Oh, no. no question. I mean, pretty much anything he's in has got slime dripping from it and, yeah. Yeah. and run away. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. So uh, we'll talk about that coming up. Sean Collier joins us uh, at 7.15, Greg Warren at 7.30. Bill Bellamy is at the Improv this weekend. He'll join us in the 8 o'clock hour as well. It's a DVE morning show. I always feel like my friends that like I like tell anything to, that are, if they're married, I always feel like their spouse must know everything. Oh, yeah. So, well. you know, and I'll like reference them. I'm like, well, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about. And my friend's wife would be like, I don't. And I'm like, hey, you do. Don't <laughs> don't pretend. I know he told you. It's OK. I, I go into this knowing if I tell him, he tells you. Or if I tell her, he tells her she tells her husband. That's it. See, my, my approach to telling uh, friends secrets like that is like the guys in, in the movie Heat. Where they're like, look, if 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 you feel the heat right around the corner, can you drop everything and just walk out? Because if you have friends with a bunch of your secrets, you're like, can't stand that guy anymore. But he knows too much. <laughs> Got to keep him close. <laughs> if he didn't know all this stuff, I'd totally never call him again. <laughs> Damn it. Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. It's two minutes after 7 at DVE. Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. Mainly sunny today, turning milder this afternoon. The high is 52. 
Tonight, partly cloudy, seasonal, the low is 36. Saturday, showers, periods of rain, the high around 50. In the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center, this is Kevin Benson. It's 26 now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. The U.S. Olympic Committee is cleaning house at USA Gymnastics. The committee is calling on all 21 members of the gymnastics board to resign following the life sentence of former national team doctor Larry Nasser. Nasser was convicted of sexually abusing over 150 girls and young women. Olympic officials say USA Gymnastics will lose its status as a sports governing body unless the entire board is eliminated. Good. Yeah. President Trump is apologizing for three anti-Islamic videos he retweeted in November. The videos were from one of Britain's most far-right groups who were condemned by the prime minister for seeking to divide communities in their use of hateful narratives. Speaking to a British broadcaster Thursday at the World Economic Forum, Trump said he didn't know who the group was. President told ITV, quote, I don't want to be involved with these people. If you're telling me they're horrible racist people, I certainly apologize, end quote. And Stormy Daniels was on Inside Edition, but wouldn't fess up to a sexual relationship with President Donald Trump. When asked about it, she just smirked. So maybe that 130 grand is working. She was there a no smirk clause in the 130. (laughs) She wouldn't even admit that she met him at that celebrity golf tournament in Lake Tahoe, even though there are pictures of the two of them together. Yes. She did reveal, however, she has received threats since the news broke and that she has oh, had to hire personal security. She'll be on Jimmy Kimmel Live this Tuesday after the president's State of the Union address. It's going to be real uncomfortable for though, for her, though, if she's doing press but not answering that question because, let's be honest, there's nothing else to talk to Stormy Daniels about. Right, There's no reason to have her on your show unless you can ask the one thing. It was kind of like when Al Roker was promoting his book right after he sharded in the White House. Yes. And And you couldn't ask him about him sharding in the White House. (laughs) So you can't reveal that stuff if you don't want to talk about it. I don't care about your book. I care about you pooping yourself. (laughs) You pooped your pants. You pooped yourself. Congressman Pat Meehan will not seek re-election as he deals with growing criticism over his handling of a sexual harassment claim. The Pennsylvania Republican made the announcement yesterday, days after it was learned he used taxpayer dollars to settle the harassment claim from a former aide who he called his soulmate. In a letter, Meehan insisted he was innocent, saying he acted at all times within the appropriate boundaries of the close relationship he shared with a former employee. Meehan is married with three kids. Metal detectors are set to be put up at an elementary school next week. The new Kensington Arnold School District made the announcement at yesterday's board meeting. Parents were outraged after a six-year-old boy brought a knife to Martin Elementary School earlier this week. Last month, a five-year-old brought a loaded gun to the same school. Police officers are scheduled to speak to students at all of the district schools about safety. And a group of Butler teenagers deliberately exposed a classmate to pineapple despite knowing she had a serious allergy to it. Police say one girl soaked her hand in pineapple juice and gave a round of high fives to fellow students, including the victim. The victim went into anaphylactic shock but is expected to be okay. A 14-year-old was charged with aggravated assault and other charges while two fellow students face criminal conspiracy allegations. When it comes to a career, millennials would rather make less money on a job they love than more money on a job they hate. Yeah, 
They just want to be Kids. happy. Uh, specifically, a study found 64% of millennials said they'd rather make 40 grand a year at a job they love than 100 grand a year at a job they think is boring. I actually know somebody who took less money to go to to work for a company that she really loved. Mm-hmm. And she said it's the best decision she's ever made. Oh, well, good. And she's not a millennial. I, I think there's something to that. I mean, as long as it, the discrepancy isn't crazy. Yeah. You know, because your work is how you spend the majority of your day. And if you hate your work, then you kind of hate your life every (laughs) day. Yeah. Millennials would also rather work from home and prefer collaboration to competition. And speaking of work, I don't know if this will change their minds, but when considering desirable careers, fast food, usually not on top of the list, but that could change. Southern California fast food chain In-N-Out Burger recently revealed its store managers, just a store manager, mm-hmm. on average earn more than $160,000 a year. Really? Saru Giaraman, director of UC Berkeley's Food Research Center, said In-N-Out is just eons above everybody else on wages and benefits they really are the best large chain managers at In-N-Out oversee one location. They're responsible for all aspects of the facility, from training workers to ensuring the location is clean, which that's what a manager at every fast food restaurant yeah, does. no differences there. Workers at the chain start out at 13 bucks an hour. That's $2 over California's minimum wage, and they can work their way up the ladder to a managerial position at about 160 grand, even without a college degree. That's amazing. I mean, that place is you you've been there, right? Yeah, it's been a long time though. It's so good, but I just can't imagine. I mean, maybe it's like inflation or just the cost of living out there. I don't know. But that just seems outrageous to me. I mean, they're west of the Mississippi, right? That's their deal. Yes. Cuz I know there's one in Vegas and Oh yeah. I'm not sure where else, but Pretty impressive. In music news, Led Zeppelin's three-CD live collection, How the West Was Won, is set to be reissued with new remastering, personally supervised by Jimmy Page. Originally released in 2003, the reissued collection will be available March 23rd in multiple formats, including the first-ever vinyl and Blu-ray audio edition. The package features the best performances from Led Zeppelin's legendary shows at the L.A. Forum and Long Beach Arena June 25th and 27th in 1972. And the XFL is coming back in 2020. (laughs) WWE CEO Vince McMahon announced the league's return yesterday, saying he's always wanted to bring it back after the original league failed in 2001. He wants the focus to be on the game of football, and he thinks it's important to make the quality of the play prominent. He also says there will be no crossover between WWE and the new XFL, (laughs) so I guess there won't be any wrestlers Stone Cold isn't going to be the all-time cue. Uh, He is promising to hire experienced executives to run the league. Uh, He hopes to stay in the background. He says he plans (laughs) to put teams in markets where (laughs) football teams already are, but wouldn't speculate on where teams would be. Again, this isn't going to kick off till 2020. Uh, The first XFL lasted only a season and was a joint venture between WWE and NBC. Isn't this the one that Trump was involved in? No, that's the the USFL. USFL. Uh, McMahon promising the new XFL will be extremely family-friendly. 
He said the league would only accept players who are quality oh, human man. beings and people who, with a criminal record, even a DUI, will not be permitted to play. He's not going to be able to field a team. Right. That's what I thought. That's going to be tough. Vince McMahon has always been such a good judge of character, hasn't he? <laughs> right. There's no, there's no shady characters. No problems in wrestling. Jimmy Snuka didn't murder his girlfriend no. in cold blood or no, anything. Not no, not at all. It's, it's so funny to me because... I, I said this a while ago, like if you start getting on your moral high horse when you're judging the NFL, we would just end up watching a game of one-on-one football, Tim Tebow versus Troy Polamalu. It's not, <laughs> yeah. that's the whole league. So I don't know how you, how you get a league to, there just can't be a rival NFL. It just, it just oh, no, cannot never, work. Never, never rival the NFL, I don't think, but. Another way for him to make some money, maybe. Wasn't, wasn't the XFL the 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 league where you could put like your nickname on your jersey? Yeah, where he, that was the he hate me, he hate me. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and it That's was very family the, friendly. The distinction was that it was the more violent, ex, you know, the X's for extreme. It was the violent one in yeah. an era where the NFL was really violent, really violent. So what's that going to look like now? Can you take a steel chair onto the field? <laughs> and finally, today is National Spouses Day. So you're supposed to oh. show your appreciation to your spouse. I do go. that every day, Val. That's mm. good. Sunny and warmer, low 50s for the high today. We're at 26 now at DVE. Sean Collier joining us now with a couple movie reviews. And uh, what we do you should, got? Uh, we, should, let's, we should talk Oscar noms, I think. Have the annual snub down, the snub report. Snubs a lot of snubbery. Plenty, plenty of snubbery going around this year. The, the, the big one, well, this is the interesting thing to me. Uh, uh, there were two nominations this year that directly came out of uh, Time's Up and, and, and the push against sexual harassment. Uh, Christopher Plummer replaced Kevin Spacey in the Ridley Scott movie, All the Money yeah, in the World. That's right. And that movie's good. Christopher Plummer isn't great in it. It's not like an awards performance. Well, he didn't have enough time to prepare. I mean, yeah. it was kind of like an emergency call-up. <laughs> yeah, he pretty much showed up, but and and was given an Oscar nomination just for kind of you know stepping up to the plate there. Interestingly, now the oldest Oscar nominee of all time, Christopher Plummer, really, because he's eighty-eight. Wow. Uh, thus, he's that old. He, he's he looks 88. great. Eighty-eight. Des- I never would have guessed that. Destroying the legacy of the old lady from Titanic. She is no longer <laughs> the answer to that trivia question. Gloria Stewart, you will now only be known for throwing the most valuable thing in the world into the ocean instead of feeding it and, like, ending world hunger. Good job there. Rest <laughs> in peace. So Christopher Plummer gets a nomination out of the deal, and Denzel gets a nomination out of the deal because James Franco was a lock to be nominated for the disaster artist. Those allegations came out while Oscar voters were writing out their nominations. And Denzel was not really in the conversation, to use the sports cliche. If it wasn't going to be one of the the front runners, people were talking about Tom Hanks, uh, also snubbed, by the way. He has not been nominated since Castaway, Tom Hanks, if you can believe that. Uh, Maybe Jake Gyllenhaal. But instead, Denzel gets nominated because I think Denzel is like the default nominee. I think when you get (laughs) that ballot, 
It just says Denzel five times, <laughs> and you cross it off as many as you like. What was Jake Gyllenhaal in this year? Jake Gyllenhaal was in uh, uh, Stronger, which was the movie about, uh, he played one of the victims of the Boston Marathon bombing. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. And it went away, but it was actually really good. But uh, in any case, uh, that's a, a big shift to have two nominations change on it. And looking back, Kevin Spacey, his character in All the Money in the World, took a particular interest in an adolescent boy, James Franco. uh, A pivotal scene in that movie involved him being grossly inappropriate to actors on set, which it turned out he was actually doing. Let's not forget... Method acting approach on that one. Let's not forget the Louis C.K. movie. Woody Allen made his 40th movie about being in love with a teenage girl this year. I'm starting to view every movie as a confession. (laughs) Yep. I'm waiting to hear that (laughs) Guillermo Guillermo del Toro must actually be married to a fish person. That's all we can (laughs) conclude at this point. Um, By the way, I saw The Shape of Water. What'd you think? I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. But I felt like I it was I was being forced to like it, and I also found myself just waiting for her to bang the fish. <laughs> and then I yeah. was kind of disappointed when I didn't get to see his his fish stick. Okay, <laughs> you said stick. Let's yes. be clear. Yes, yes I did. Uh, uh, you know, every reaction I've ever heard to this movie is either the reaction I had, which was I loved it. One of my, I could watch it every day, which is what I thought. Or exactly what you said. I liked it, but she's she's sleeping with the fishes. Like there's there's that's the I took two friends, and that was and one said that was great. It's one of my favorite movies. The other said, I mean, it was good, it but was good. Yeah, it's that's kind of how I felt. It's it's a matter of if you hear that sentence, she's in love with the creature from the Black Lagoon. Do you go what or do you? Yeah, okay. All I think right. my two fa- and ours were the SAG awards that we voted on, right. but my two favorites were the Florida Project and Mudbound. And the fl- and they're t- speaking of snubs, the Florida both really depressing, but yeah. really good. Florida Project only nominated for Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I thought it was going to get a Best Picture nomination. I wanted Mudbound to get a Best Picture nomination. That was my number one of the year, but. The good news is that uh, uh, it got a cinematography nomination. Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige got a, a supporting actress mm-hmm. and for song. Mm-hmm. Uh, its screenplay was nominated. That cinematography nomination, uh, that's the first woman to ever be nominated for Best Cinematography. Nice. Oh, Rachel wow. Morrison. So nice. that's the good news there. And the other thing that came out of this Time's Up, and I don't know if it had mm-hmm. anything to do with it directly, but um, you did a story at 6 a.m., where Casey Affleck is not presenting the best supporting. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's Man, the timing on that is weird. Because those stories were coming out, and he won Best Actor anyway. Wasn't and if it, it was right a year before later, it? Like, wasn't it like right leading up to him winning? Didn't he kind of slide under the door on that? That started, you started to hear things after he was nominated. Yeah. But if you look at the way it went down this year, if that was this year, I don't think he would have won. Mm-hmm. It's been such a, a major shift just in the past six months and obviously long overdue and, and I'm glad it's happening. Um, it's it's just odd to look at the impact on the awards. But speaking sure. of depressing movies, uh, I, I have a couple for this week. Uh, hey, do you want a long, bleak, sad Western? Is that <laughs> is that what you need in yes. your January? Yeah, I've been looking for that. Uh, Christian Bale stars in Hostiles. Uh, sadly, not a dramatization of that time he got into an argument with the guy on the Terminator set, which that mm. that really would have been good. Instead, <laughs> what if I trash your lights? Yeah. 
Scott Cooper directed it. He did Out of the Furnace here in Pittsburgh. Really oh, good nice. movie. Mm-hmm. Hostels is is very very good. It's just it's hyper violent. It's very depressing. Everybody's dying. I just don't know if you need that in in your cold winter when there's enough depression in the real world. And it's not it's not as good as Mudbound or the Florida Project where I would say you have to go see it. Mm-hmm. If you love westerns, go see it. If not, you can skip it. Uh and a really depressing but also really funny comedy uh, out today, not in theaters, but on Netflix. Have you heard about a futile and stupid gesture? Yes. Bill has. I have not. This is story of Doug Kenny and National Lampoon. This is about Doug Kenny, who was one of the co-founders of National Lampoon. He was the guy who really wrote Animal House and Caddyshack. And then, almost immediately after Caddyshack was released, died in Hawaii, ruled an accident, but probably a suicide because he had big problems with depression and addiction, uh, and uh, it was Harold Ramis who joked, yeah, he probably fell while looking for a place to jump. That was the mm-hmm. consensus <laughs> on what happened to Doug Kenny. Uh, the movie about him, I didn't think they were going to be able to get it right, because it had to be really funny and also take a really serious look at what happened, and it nailed both of those. It was laugh-out-loud funny in that kind of early SNL lampoon way throughout and really made you feel for this guy and understand uh, uh, what was going on in his head to a degree. Uh, I love the casting of this. Yeah, Will Forte and Martin Mull play Doug Kenny at various points. And then it's an all-star team of some of the best comedic actors playing some of the best comedic actors. The best is Joel McHale plays Chevy Chase (laughs) and nails it. Uh, And Pittsburgh's own John Daly is Bill Murray. And that, you know, he's really, really good. When he's acting, you're like, "Ah, I can't quite see it. He starts singing in that lounge singer voice. Yeah. It is perfect. It's like he's been (laughs) doing it his whole life, and he probably has. He probably has. Yeah. Um, Really, really funny and still something you're absolutely going to feel. This, I think, is the year that Netflix wants to make their films as strong and as buzzed about as their series. Uh, and Feudal and Stupid Gesture is one of the first attempts at that. And Mudbound really, is really on Netflix, one. right? Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's not a Netflix movie, necessarily. No. It was not. Netflix bought it rather yeah. than made it. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't, it didn't get a real long theatrical release. It basically debuted on Netflix. And a lot of people still say that's why it's not nominated for Best Picture, because the Academy doesn't like... If it that. wasn't a a, a theater in theater movie, b- box office. But I think that's two of my top ten movies last year debuted on Netflix. I'm finding like just with all these Oscar movies that we've been watching, you know, where we we get the the screeners for the SAG and mm-hmm. after. Um, I'm a very simple kind of guy when it comes to movies. Like my favorite movies that I've seen so far mm-hmm. have been I Tonya, Get Out, and The Big Sick. Yeah, Get Out. I loved it. It was really good. Great I wasn't movie. expecting it to be any good at all. I didn't all. guess it would be nominated for an Oscar, but... No. My, I, I told my mom to watch it, and, that, and then she called me afterwards and said, I thought it was Get Out, like, ah, Get Out. <laughs> Not Get Out! <laughs> get out of town. Yeah. Uh, Seriously, get out of town. The white people are trying to kill you. It, it had some buzz the whole way, but it's just, it's a big deal that a horror movie is nominated yeah, for Best Picture, for sure. which never happens. Right. I guess maybe that's why I didn't expect it to be nominated. And speaking of firsts, Jordan Peele is the first African-American to be nominated three times in the same year. 
is he is nominated as a director, as a producer of the movie, and for the screenplay. Wow. So a really, really well-liked movie that has... If, if you're thinking, ah, it's nominated, it has no chance, it actually has a chance of winning. It's not, you know, you shouldn't put money on it. Best picture? Yes. It's, you shouldn't put money on it, but uh, some of the, you know, people who prognosticate this say, actually, it could be get out pulling an upset. Mm. If three billboards in Shape of Water kind of split votes, nobody really likes the post as much as you thought they would, get out has a shot at it. I'll say this about The Shape of Water. I thought it was a beautiful movie. I was mm-hmm. interested the whole time. Yes. yes. Um I it just it's not like when I, when I whenever I think about best picture, I think of a movie I can watch a thousand times. And I don't know if I would watch that a lot. Spotlight is that movie for me. Yeah. See, I wouldn't watch Spotlight. I mean, Spotlight was my number one or two movie that year, but I I I wouldn't watch it a thousand times just because I don't want to think about that every day. Yeah, but, but Shape no, of Water I, is just an. I, I I would watch it a thousand times just because it's, it's just such a, a an adventure. Who's the villain in that movie? That that guy, Michael is, Shannon. Oh my yeah, god, that guy. He he's such a good bad guy. He's a yeah. He's the monster in that movie. Yeah, I, I he could be in everything. I'm always happy to see him, and he's all. I think he's one of the best underused actors uh, uh, in Hollywood. He always plays a bad For guy sure. or a weirdo. Yeah. yeah. Or a bad weirdo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's get to some commercials here. Mike Pursuta, he's got full sports report coming up next. Nice wins for the uh, nice win for the Penguins tonight as they head into the All-Star break and the Steelers getting ready for the Pro Bowl as well. And Greg Warren, he's on his way in and will be yes. joined by Bill Bellamy as well. He's at the yeah. Improv this weekend. It's the DVE Morning Show. Everything. DVE Sports. The DVE Morning Show. Mike Pursuta here with sports. Greg Warren just uh, stepping in. So glad to have Greg uh, back with us this morning. morning. Greg. Hey, guys. Thanks for coming in today. You bet. It's good to be Appreciate here. Appreciate it. 6-3 Penguins last night over the Minnesota Wild, and it wasn't that close. The Penguins got things started at 3.54 the first period on a goal from Dominic Simone. They got another one from Simone, 2.32. That kid's it- had a couple nice games. Into the third period, that made it six nothing Penguins, and uh, it got a little ragged from there. You know, when it's six nothing, that'll happen. It's the uh, most dangerous lead in sports. What's the meatball score? I don't know. Is it six oh, or seven? Oh, it's a meatball now. Yeah. I forgot. I, what, what was the chili, chili goal? Chili goal used to be seven. Yeah, seven. But that was a different era when they scored seven once in a while. <laughs> what, but, what did they? Ha- what happened? They- if if they scored seven goals, everybody got a cup of chili. From Wendy's. Wendy's. Oh, the, the whole a promotion. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Bring your ticket. Yeah, stub. your ticket with your ticket stub. You got a bowl of chili. Wow. That's uh, so. Now it's a meatball. It's a lot of chili. My dad. The Cardinals had this thing. It's like uh, if the if any team scores more than five points, my dad gets his coffee for like fifty cents at Mobile, and uh, <laughs> he is glued to the TV. <laughs> I mean, it could be. Four nothing, or you know, I think I score more than five. It's five nothing. The game's over. It's no big deal. It's it's like bottom. It's like game seven of the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> see if he's getting that. Yeah, yeah. Pens, uh, as I mentioned, got out to that six nothing lead and then kind of put it in coast mode in the latter stages of the third period. But the the vast majority of the game looked uh, the way Mike Sullivan wants it to look. The Penguins dominated Minnesota because, according to their head coach, they dominated in all phases. 
I thought it was just a complete game. I thought we were getting out of our end zone fairly clean. Uh, we were, so we're at, our execution on the breakouts was really good. Uh, we were communicating. We were getting back to pucks quickly. We were supporting the puck, uh, and, and we made good decisions. And so uh, I think that's, that's where it starts for me is, is just getting out of our end zone. And I thought, uh, I thought we made good decisions through the neutral zone. We were, we were quick to pucks in the offensive zone. I thought we put them under pressure. We forced a lot of turnovers and then we can create our, our offense off of that. So um, I, I thought it was just a, it was a complete game in, in all three zones that, that helps us to establish the type of game that we want to play. And it was a complete game up and down the lineup uh, because they had such a big lead and because everybody was playing so well. The ice time figures were more in line with the way Sullivan wants to see them. Evgeny Malkin only played 16 minutes. And 19 seconds. Phil Kessel played 15 minutes and 30 seconds. Sidney Crosby, 17, 32. Those are nice, manageable ice time numbers yep. that it keeps the guys from getting overworked and stressed out, and everybody gets involved that way. Uh, they're on and it works out exactly like Sullivan wants it to when he says <laughs> the less minutes those guys play, the more productive and yep. effective they are when they're out there. And you saw that last night two goals and an assist for Malkin, three assists for Kessel, three assists for. Crosby Penguins are eight and three in their last eleven. That's since January the second. Uh, they have uh, gotten themselves back into third place in the Metropolitan Division. So everything appears to be to be stabilizing. Uh, one question going into this weekend's All Star break: Will goaltender Casey DeSmith, who won again last night, will he be with the Penguins on the other side? I hope so, and that's not my decision to make. Uh, obviously, this is the NHL, and I love being here, so you know I hope I'm back up here at, on the other side of the break, but never know. Six games, four starts, he's 3-2. and two. Goals against average is 2.08, and the save percentage is .927. It's pretty impressive. Got to ride that, right? Mm-hmm. Now, or, or do you look at it as, well, he still doesn't have very much experience, even relative to Jari. And if you're going to be the backup, are you going to be able to stay in that kind of groove? Probably not. If if Murray is playing the vast majority of the games. Murray was the backup last night. Ian Cole also back in the lineup last night. Mike Sullivan uh, made sure everybody knew that was because Matt Hunwick is dealing with an injury. Cole, he, pl- Cole played 18 minutes and one second. He had an assist and he was plus one. That's a that's a head scratcher, isn't it, Mike? Very much so. I I think that you know those two cups they won the last two years. I think Ian Cole has been very much a part of that. For and sure, he was not just along for the ride. Uh, he brought a lot on the ice. He brought a lot off the ice. Still does. Uh, we'll see where that goes. But that's that's a little curious as well. But everything else seems to be kind of falling into place, doesn't it? it yep. It, it looks like you remember it looking when they were rolling, and uh, you're starting to get the Wilkesbury bump now. A couple more from <laughs> yeah. Val mentioned he's been playing well. Uh, DeSmith has been playing well. Uh, JSD. That's their formula, right? Superstars play like superstars. A couple, three guys from the minor leagues come up and look like they belong, and they give you good work at a cheap price so you can pay the superstars to be the superstars. Sid and the kids, man. Work hard, play smart, win games. Next game is uh, Tuesday night uh, here against San Jose after this weekend's All-Star festivities, which, as I do all... All star festivities. I will skip. Skip out on that. I uh, uh, I can't stand all star games anymore. None of the skills, like the skills competition, you won't watch that. I got to say, out of all the all star games, though, MLB is the best. 
Yeah. I, will, I, I mean, will, that's an actual game I'll where you that. don't have to try to play the game differently. Like football, nobody tries. Nobody tackles anybody. Yeah. Right. But uh, Hockey, wh- they do three-on-three three now. What do you think of the, the home run derby? I love that. I mean, as a kid, I loved it. See, now it's it's it takes too long. It, but if you have your slugger, your guy, your number four guy in that thing, chances are his swing's messed up for about a month and a half yep. after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was fixed last year. I've I've watched professional wrestling long enough to know when something is fixed. <laughs> and last year's derby, they were built they were built trying to build to judge versus Stanton in the finals, and they gave Stanton more time. Uh, 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 to hit than anybody else. The announcers called it out. I'll have to take your word for that. Yeah. Chicanery in this ridiculous whammy exposition. Luckily, as a Pirate fan, I don't really have to worry about <laughs> any of the players screwing their swing up in the home run derby. <laughs> I, we haven't had to worry about that yeah. since Bonds. Hey, I'm just shocked. You're saying there's some there's some foul play going on in, in the WWE? Yeah. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Let's get I mean, I, to the I bottom of it. I spotted the home run derby thing, but I didn't. Right. I thought, the outcomes yeah, are, are not legit. predetermined yeah. all the way around, though. <laughs> Turns out it's very hard to lift a 300-pound man up in the air and slam him to the ground unless he's cooperating with you. Yeah. That's very <laughs> difficult. I can attest to that. <laughs> Steelers coaches are down in Orlando, Florida, getting ready for the Pro Bowl this weekend. Another event I'm going to skip. But Steelers.com talked to new offensive coordinator Randy Feetner yesterday. One of the subjects addressed is why Feetner supposes it is that Ben Roethlisberger has so many nice things to say about Randy Feetner. You know, you build up time and emotional bank account with people and um, consistency maybe, you know, and I've been a consistency in the room uh, for him and and likewise for me, you know, he's been in that room as long as I've been in that room and uh, so there's some comfort in that, uh, but that only in comfort and it comes down to just communication and um, and honesty and things like that and that's how you're going you're gonna to move forward and play good football and be good people and, and um, that type of thing. I mean, I know the guy. He knows me. <laughs> I think I'd I make a lot of deposits in the emotional bank account. <laughs> I stumbled on what the Steelers need to do to be better next year at practice. They need somebody jamming out a baseline. Yeah, that was <laughs> good. That was that kept that thing lively, didn't it? Yeah, it was a nice interview. Yeah, their love tank is full. It is. <laughs> maybe maybe Feekner has identified so his language <laughs> and he knows how to do it. God, that sounds like something out of a porno or something. <laughs> uh, excuse me, is your love tank full? <laughs> Call troops last night. Do you need to fill up? Wait, what kind of gas station is this? Fifteen <laughs> miles to the love tank. <laughs> Penn State knocked off number thirteen Ohio State, eighty-two to seventy-nine on a buzzer-beating three from Tony Carr. Last night in Columbus, Penn State improves to 14-8 and eight overall, 4-5 and five in the Big Ten. That's the Buckeyes' first conference loss in 10 decisions. Robert Morris hosting Sacred Heart at PPG Paints Arena tonight. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Duquesne is at number 24, Rhode Island at noon. Pitt is hosting Syracuse at 4, and Penn State hosting Rutgers at 4. Oh, also, uh, the game of the night. How could I almost overlook that? Kentucky at number 7, West Virginia at 7 o'clock. I don't know if they'll have the baseline jamming down there. Maybe a banjo. <laughs> nah, <that's>, yeah. <laughs> no, they only they only play music for ranked teams. <laughs> <laughs> Kentucky and West Virginia. That's a crowd, boy. Yeah. <laughs> that's gonna a be a lot of family that's in that crowd. That's gonna be a gathering <laughs> down in Morgantown.
Thanks, Mike. Uh, I think it's moonshine night. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> it's always moonshine night. Greg Warren with us in studio. He's doing two shows at Club Cafe tomorrow with Bill Crawford. What time are the shows? You got two early and late. 7.30 and 10.30. And a couple of tickets left? I think last I saw there was just a, a few left for the 7.30 and the, the 10.30. There were some tickets left. Yeah. Club Cafe Live is where you get those tickets. So do that now before it sells out. We'll be back with Greg and Bill Bellamy coming up at 8.15. It's the DVE Morning Show. The Morning Show, Randy Bauman off today. I'm Val Porter with Bill Crawford, Mike Pursuta on Sports, Sean Collier, and Greg Warren uh, back in studio with, this morning, uh, with us this morning. Always love having you. I feel like it's family coming in. Oh, yeah, thanks, it really Val. is. Yeah. No, I, I love being here, man. Yeah, it's... it's uh, Always quite comfortable and homey having you here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's like a beacon on the schedule. I've oh, been, cool, uh, good. Been good. out for a while. Uh, recently in Iowa. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh. and uh, yeah. Um, there's a, <laughs> there was. I mean, it sounds like cliche, but there's a bunch of farmers in the crowd. Yeah. And, uh, like I started talking to this dude. I'm like, uh, "What do you farm, man?" He goes, uh, "Beans," and I go, uh, "Like green beans." <laughs> And then the whole place started laughing at me like I was the big <laughs> Hey, thanks for your green beans. Oh, that's a good one there, green bean. We all green beans and all. Oh, oh, green beans. Like it was just, it was, they were so, oh, do another one, green bean. It was soybeans, okay? That's what they grow. Oh. And I, I didn't know. Okay, oh. by the way, green beans, that's not that ridiculous of an answer. <laughs> no. That's, that's a real food. I didn't say jelly beans. Right? I, said, I, said, I said green beans. And I mean, like, I'm not a good crop identifier. Yeah. Like, those farmers are so arrogant about their, like, just put signs up on the plants if you want me to know what they are. I mean, I know, I know the, I don't, I know corn. All right. I, you know, uh, yeah, I, I could the pick, tassels. I could pick corn out of a lineup. I mean, I, I know corn. But past that, I'm like, is that? Is that a potato tree? I can't tell. I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, like, they, they, uh, they, like, I was a visitor in their community. Like, you should be nice to people right. when they don't know something. Especially in Iowa. Definitely. And I, exactly. You, you should be nice to it. Like, I, I have hope, some self-awareness. Exactly. I know. I mean, I, I, uh, I, I live in the suburbs of St. Louis, and if one of you guys came, I would be so nice to you. I, w- mm-hmm. I hope... I hope one of those farmers comes to the suburbs, <laughs> and I'm going to take him to do some some suburb stuff. I don't know. Like, we'll go to the Texas Roadhouse, you know, <laughs> and then we'll be ordering dinner, and he'll be like, where's the bull for the peanut shells? You throw them on the floor, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid bean picker. You don't know what to do in the suburbs. Ha, 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 ha. I don't know. We'll do some, well, maybe we'll go to... I don't know, a Starbucks? That's the headquarters yeah. of the uh, suburbs, take him to Starbucks. right? Take him to Starbucks. I'll take a large coffee. It's venti, dummy. It's venti. <laughs> they have their own language here. beans here. They got beans, but they're coffee beans, okay? <laughs> Arabica, Robusta, not soy. <laughs> and then the barista will be like, well, technically they have soybeans and soy lattes. And I'll be like, you shut your mouth, hippie. All right? you, don't, you don't take sides against your own kind, all right? We're, I don't know. What's some more sub? I could, I could take him to the... FedEx Kinkos, that's a that's a <laughs> yeah. suburban, uh, yeah. you know, a, hot spot. Yeah, that's a hot, that's a suburb <laughs> place, right? Like, Definitely. Right, print something out there, bean picker. You know, dollar like, oh, thirty a page is a whole lot to be. And I'll be like, oh, that. And I'll be like, well, actually, you're right, man. That's a ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> I think, we can come together yeah, here yeah, on I the surge right. pricing of FedEx Kinkos. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Now you've given the audience something on you that they think is funny. 
So someone's going to bring you a can of green beans oh, by the end yeah, of the week because they think <laughs> yeah. it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Hey, here you go there. Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be bean one boy. green bean plant in that whole state. I mean, There's they act be. like they never heard of it before. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for a second, wait, do they not grow, like, can, do you not farm green beans? Like, for a I, second, I, I, I questioned same way. everything. What is it? Does everybody grow them in, like, potted plants? <laughs> yeah. I've seen, I've eaten a lot of plants. Recently. Where were, were you in the, De, at the Des Moines, Des Moines Funny, Funny Bone? Yeah. Is that where you, you played? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was great. a tough room for me. I did that room with the Tennessee Tramp. Do you have you ever heard of her? I've heard of her. I yeah. never worked with. She, she's no. she's a real nice lady. She's an <laughs> she's an elderly woman. And oh, she, let me go ahead and guess, man. Uh, real nice lady, elderly, but uh, probably a little feisty. Filthy, <laughs> filthy, <laughs> dirty. Filthy. Just really dirty. She brings <laughs> a bag of like dildos and sex toys up onto the stage. Wow. No, I and heard she's that, funny, man. How does that go over? I, I heard she's funny. It, it goes over great. And you didn't have um, any dildos. No, I, I didn't bring any. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I forgot my dildo. And they were all like, look at this guy. He's so dumb. He didn't even bring a dildo. <laughs> Stupid. Try opening for the tramp. It's in the name, tramp. <laughs> you know how they, they, um, they like to prank at that funny bone? And they had the, the owner passed away and oh, his wife. He was one of the funniest guys I've ever met, man. Yeah, so so now his wife is is, is is taking <laughs> over, and she's whenever I was there, they were like, "Oh, we got to show you this thing." When Steve Byrne was here, he brought his opener, Ryan Dalton, and he came uh, in, and we called him into the office, and we had the MC tell the audience not to laugh at a single thing he said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then yeah. they showed me this clip that of Dalton going up. Oh they, yeah. they used to do that a lot. And Dalton goes up and he goes, hey, guys, what's going on? And he does his first joke and he's like, that was my first joke, everybody. And then he does his second joke, nothing. He goes, that was my second joke, everybody. And then you can see him start to get nervous and he skips to like the middle of his act and he's like going towards the closer and it's nothing and he's like, he loses it. He's like, I'm, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know if it's me, but like, I'm. I've been doing the same material. And then the the MC comes up, and the, like the whole crowd laughs, and they have this moment. Yuck, yuck, yuck. The point of that story is, I asked three different audiences that weekend if they were doing that to me. <laughs> <laughs> And and they they weren't. <laughs> Bill's like, oh, so this is a thing. This is part. Is a, I know what's happening here. <laughs> no, the Bill, MC told not you not laughing. to laugh at anything. No, you just you don't have any dildos. <laughs> <laughs> we only like the dildo your stuff. Dildos. Tough crowds in Iowa. Oh my god! Yeah. And then I was standing outside, and I'm like, no wonder I wasn't a good fit with the Tennessee Tramp. Like everybody that came out was. Wounded. They either had a cast <laughs> or a, a sling or what, what a mean, boot. Like the, every, everybody, it just accident. looked like it was like they were bussing in hospital patients. <laughs> yeah. a lot of farming accidents in Iowa. <laughs> the veterans. Like, what is this? That's rough, man. I contemplated just giving it up. There. It was because we stayed a, a, career. a career microtel like 11 miles from oh, the yeah, place man. next Meat to Paul an Arby's. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And, and it was like the 10th year anniversary of 9-11, and I was just like, oh, oh what man. am I doing? I think Bad we've weekend. all had one of those weeks on the road. Where oh. I, I, I remember thinking about quitting a few times. I was, I was like, like, I was always wondering where the other shoe was going to drop, because when you're first doing the road, like you, every city you go to, you're going to be like, is this going to be the city where I just eat it? Yeah, Yeah, because the guys will tell you, man. Yeah. Oh, you're going to have a rough... Uh, oh, yeah. And you're like, no, no, man, I'm No, killing. no. Yeah, meeting girls, it's great. <laughs> <And> then... <laughs> you brought dildos, right? <laughs> no. 
And you uh, can't you can't get dildos at seven fifteen in Iowa. No, <laughs> like right before the show. You, I mean, there's nowhere no. there's nowhere to get them. The scavenger yeah. hunt for that. Uh, Bill Bellamy's uh, at the Improv this weekend. He'll join us at eight fifteen, and Greg Warren with us the rest of the morning, along with Sean Collier. It's the DVE Morning Show. Kevin Spacey, his character in All the Money in the World, took a particular interest in an adolescent boy, oh. James Franco. Uh, a pivotal scene in that movie involved him being grossly inappropriate to actors on set, which it turned out he was actually doing. Let's yeah. not forget method the, acting approach on that one. Let's not forget the Louis C.K. movie. Woody Allen made his 40th movie about being in love with a teenage girl this year. I'm starting to view every movie as a confession. Yep. <laughs> I'm waiting to hear that Guillermo, <laughs> del, life. Guillermo del Toro must actually be married to a fish person. That's all we can <laughs> conclude at this point. Um, By the way, I saw The Shape of Water. What you and think? I, I I liked it, mm-hmm. but I felt like I it was I was being forced to like it, and I also found myself just waiting for her to bang the fish. <laughs> and then I yeah. was kind of disappointed when I didn't get to see his his fish stick. Okay. <laughs> Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. Uh, it's two minutes after eight at DVE. Here's. <laughs> Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Mainly sunny today, turning milder this afternoon. The high is 52. Tonight, partly cloudy, seasonal. The low is 36. Saturday, showers, periods of rain, the high around 50. In the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center, this is Kevin Benson. It's 27 degrees at DVEM Val Porter. Officials with Pittsburgh Brewing Company say the Heritage Beer Brewer is back under local ownership. Pittsburgh Brewing's CEO says Cliff Forrest purchased the company from a group of New York investors. Brian Walsh telling Channel 2 the new owner wants to grow the brand and create a brew pub and a tasting room in or around Pittsburgh. That name is so manly it sounds made up. Cliff Forrest? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> sounds like a soap opera. Yeah, he, yeah, he sounds like he should own a Pittsburgh b- beer company. <laughs> yeah. I'm Cliff Forrest. Hey, I'm Cliff Forrest. <laughs> a woman known as the serial stowaway is telling a judge she'll stay away from Chicago airports. Marilyn Hartman has a history of boarding flights without a ticket. She was arrested last week after evading security at O'Hare Airport and boarding a British Airways flight to London. The 66-year-old was turned back from customs in Great Britain and returned to Chicago. She was released from custody on a $10,000 bond. She's attempted this several times, uh, boarding flights without a ticket. In February of 2014, she made it onto an airplane on a Hawaii-bound flight at San Francisco International Airport. She was discovered when the actual ticket holder showed up how does she get all the way through i don't know she's done this she's been in the news for this a ton dude she's good man i i drove to cincinnati the other day for a gig and Mm -hmm. i get halfway through in my back seat this chick's just right there (laughs) (laughs) she's she's really good man. hey do you have a ticket (laughs) can't just ride in my back seat yeah yeah i took her there and then she and then she didn't have the decency to come to the show (laughs) (laughs) i was like you know i drove you all i was like i i heard the cds i don't care for it The Tecmo Bowl NFL video game, which debuted back in 1989, ran its yearly Super Bowl simulation. According to the game, the Eagles will pull an upset win over the Patriots by a an exciting score of 16 to 10. Oh. 
Uh, in case you were wondering, Tecmo Bowl is 2-1 to one over the past few years, getting last, re- uh, last year's Patriots win over the Falcons, correct? Uh, it whiffed two years ago, picking the Par- uh, Carolina Panthers to beat the Broncos. So we'll see if that pans out. It's not going to. Tom Brady's getting his sixth I don't run. know. One for the other thumb. They've been beaten in the Super Bowl before. They have. A couple of times. But but Eli Manning is not in it this year. Wow. So. That's focus Any coverage. Any given Sunday. Focus coverage on Justin Timberlake. We, we, we can unite behind him. He's a charming performer. Last year, <laughs> over $4.7 billion was gambled on the Super Bowl with that number expected to increase this year. Prop bets, a big part of Super Bowl gambling. Some of the prop bets this year include the color of Bill Belichick's hoodie, the company that airs the first commercial during the game, total number of Donald Trump tweets during the game. The over-under is two and a half. See, I, I always thought that like some of the things that can be known, how can they be bets? Like the, Obviously, the network knows what commercial was running first. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That what could would be, stop uh, some some executive from just throwing a boatload on that one? My brother did that. My brother knew the guy that worked for Anheuser Busch. Really? And he would bet his buddy Jake every year <laughs> <laughs> on in the first Budweiser commercial. <laughs> <laughs> he took him like four years in a row before he's like, "Hey, man, wait uh, a second. <laughs> and, yeah, who and he knew the guy. For? He knew the, the Jake knew the guy. Uh, total number of times the word dilly will be said during the broadcast over under 12 and a half. Did that start that with Ben? No, I think Ben Ben parodied that. Yeah, okay. I think they were mess they were having yeah. fun with that commercial. I, that Budweiser, those Budweiser commercials have it in a ton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I found my, maybe it's, you know, I'm older now. I found myself sick of that way faster than most pointless phrases. Like, I feel like I was on board with, like, was up for, like, a good six months. <laughs> oh, I still love it, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Greg still uses that. Yeah. yeah, I do, man. People don't care for it. As yeah. Well, so. <laughs> yeah, especially girls at the mall. What's like, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, where are you going? Hey. Uh, total number of commercials Peyton Manning will be in over under two and a half. I'd say over. Over. Yeah. Whether or not a member of NSYNC will make a halftime show appearance. Well, we know it's not going to be Joey Fatone. Why not? Because he was uh, asked the other day, and he was, I don't know, he was somewhere, and he was in in L.A., right? I'm not sure where he was. This is the one that almost went to space. You remember that? No, I don't. No, this is. I'll I'll look it up and not just make up a story about NSYNC. But I'm pretty sure that like there was some like citizen anybody can be an astronaut that wanted to send Lance Bass into space, and that did not end up happening for fifteen very good reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get back to you on he's this. He's not qualified. There is an entire. Bet you that lady got on that flight. Section <laughs> devoted to the behavior. <laughs> she did. <laughs> the behavior of Eagles fans. Odds an Eagles fan runs on the field during the game 50 to 1. Oh my god, it's 100%. Odds a fan throws debris on the field during that's, the game. That's who's going to bet against that? There's, n- there's that's that's the a 33 to 1. Bet. I I would bet the type of battery. Like I I, <laughs> I, I would say uh, I'll bet it all. Triple A, actually too small. Energizer. Pro- probably D. 
uh, D, the square D yes, batteries. The D, a yeah. nine volt. Somebody's going to get hit with a nine volt. I'll put everything I make this weekend on. <laughs> and I'm going way over on this. Total number of Eagles fans arrested before the Super Bowl. Over under <laughs> one and a half. What? Some- <laughs> That's, I mean, that's, come on. That that's, sounds like some sort of That's fix. at the airport. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's coming off the plane. Leaving from Philly. Right. <laughs> waiting, not a, yeah. Yeah. waiting to go. Oh, yeah, you through could security. Say, yeah, for just different crimes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, they I think, have warrants out for them already. Th- they have set it up to where the way that they treated Minnesota fans, they uh, Minnesota is, is going to be completely and totally hostile towards them to begin with. And they're vile, like that's their nature. So that's what they bring to the party, and then they're going to have pushback just from the citizenry. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's, it's going to be fisticuffs with not only fans of the Patriots, but just... Yeah, Vikings. Civilians. Right. Close to a million people recently took a poll online about random everyday things and how we do them. There are five that were people just totally split on. Do you squeeze your tube of toothpaste, like like smash it or roll it from the end so everything is very neat and tidy and everything stays at the top? Uh, I smash it. I mean, I, I would say I smash it. And then maybe one out of eight days, I'll, I'll fix. I'll get everything in order. I, like when I'm, yeah, when I'm right. feeling like, man, I gotta, I, I gotta, gotta get my up. life I back together. Turn my life around. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I it do. starts with the two. It does, man. <laughs> and it's usually where it ends too. <laughs> and GIF, do you pronounce it GIF or JIF? GIF, because that's how it was introduced to me, and I'm not changing it now. GIF. I do not uh, acknowledge that stupid uh, <laughs> phenomenon. He doesn't yeah. use it. That he just is... says, what's up? <laughs> I do. I do man. Somebody ought to make one of those with that, man. <laughs> yeah, you, think, if, you think that's Oh, been... I'm sure there's a, there's a what's <laughs> yeah. up gif. Send yeah. us your what's up. Send at Greg Warren all of your best what's up gif. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Nobody likes that anymore. It's amazing, man. That it was first, just a couple years ago, That right? first came out on the Super Bowl, right? Definitely. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So that's a right down the middle, 50-50 split on that. When you eat wings, do you like the tiny drumstick or do you like the other piece that's flat and has the two bones in it? Ooh, man, that is a tough one. I think it's drumstick all the way. Yeah, me too. If I get to that, if I get to the buffet early, I'm only taking drumsticks. All right. Well, let me ask you this. Do you guys know the technique to eat the... uh... The two bone one? Yeah. No. Yeah. You stick the whole thing in your mouth. Well, you take Whoa. it, you separate the you separate the, <laughs> the, the bones like this, and you pull it out. Like and a wishbone type. And you just stick it in your mouth, and you sort of, like, uh, almost like cartoons. You can just you strip uh, it. Yeah, you do. You strip mm-hmm. it right in your mouth. See, that that part of the wing always makes me feel like I'm 100% eating the animal. Like, I, you know, like, the <laughs> other is. one, there's, like, plausible deniability, because I'm like, what is this nub? Like, yeah. it could be anything. You're right. But it that is. wing with the thing, like, it even is, man, it's like, yeah. oh. You can see it flapping. No, yeah, this you is, can I'm hear it. I'm picking yeah. an animal's bones yeah. apart to Ow! eat their flesh. <laughs> it's just. 62% go for the tiny drumstick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All uh, the, all, it seems like, is it me or do the Chinese restaurants, they don't have anything but the drumsticks, right? Like, if you order wings. Uh, I don't know that. If you order chicken wings from a Chinese restaurant. 
as an I appetizer. Usually don't Why do did that, that happen? <laughs> I, well, you know, you guys, you guys, you, go ahead and make fun, but yeah. uh, it's really good. Chinese chicken wings are really good. Uh-huh. It's a different type of thing. It's it's a battered wing. All right, oh. yeah, yeah. Go this afternoon. Like Is it like ding. a wing ding? Yeah, that's what. It, well, I mean, you're bordering on racism. Right there. <laughs> I mean, uh, They're allowed to call yeah, yeah, themselves yeah, wingding. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I can't. Yeah, okay. Bill. No, it's not a wingding. It's not a wingding ching chang chong either. Okay. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I think you just broke Val with that one. <laughs> Val, I saw, I saw this one, and uh, not not to jump in front of. Did you have more polls? Yes. Go ahead. Uh, when you have pizza, do you eat the crust or toss it? Oh, I eat the crust. Eat the crust. Come on. I eat the crust. Sixty percent, sixty-eight percent eat it. Yeah. What? Who are these animals? That... And when you, <laughs> when you text, do you use LOL or haha when you think something's funny? Ha ha. Usually ha ha. Ha ha. Man, I I have done an LOL. Right. <laughs> it never felt. But it was like. But me. like it. it it, I really did laugh out loud. I mean, I try to be true to that term. No, see, yes. I only use it when I'm lying. That's w- that's when I'm saying I acknowledge this is funny, but I don't think it would have read that this was funny if I didn't put something down. Therefore, LOL. Yeah. LOL is, is the text version of Sally saying, oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> 54% say ha-ha, so pretty close to an even split. Well, I, I But what if it's really funny? Like, you genuinely think your friend... Like uh, Bill sent me a couple, and I'm like, "That's that's hilarious." What, I mean, what do you? Okay. I, uh, I do a long line of yes, ha-has. Yes, yes. I do really about thirty ha's. <laughs> my, my, yeah. my friend Robin just sent me legitimate LOL. Like I made a joke, and she replied, "Legitimate LOL." Yeah, that, and that's yeah. then then you it's right. a good joke. Yeah, I thought it was LOL just means I don't care for you or your family. <laughs> <laughs> you know, car, Cards Against Humanity, the, An the game, awful game, started doing actual scientific opinion polling <laughs> about about serious stuff and less serious stuff. Here's the here was the question that this reminded me of: Is it okay to pee in the shower? No. It is. No. I think that might be a gender Wait, thing is because it, all scientific... guys are like, they, yes. This was part of their research. So, no, yes, Greg. <laughs> well, are these, uh, is this a private shower? <laughs> yes. Just your own. Not <laughs> at the gym. No, at the gym. <laughs> is this you know, after the, a wrestling? The, the yeah. locker room. <laughs> uh, I don't think it is, man. I, I think I don't think so. Only uh, if you're in the shower. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You can't just be yeah. into the shower. Not, not you turn hey, to the right. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Somebody's in here! <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> only 43% say it is acceptable to pee in the shower. Oh. However, it climbs with age. 56% of millennials say it's okay. Yeah. What? Then See, for- I would have thought it would be older people, like no. older guys would say it's okay. Only 37% of boomers think it's okay. The older wow. you are, the less likely you are to pee in the shower. I can't really? believe that. That's crazy. Well, uh, let's, let's, well, let's, ask, let's ask our next guest about this. Bill gotta- Bellamy joining us in studio this yeah. morning. He's at the hey, improv this Bill weekend. Bellamy. I get up early for the crew. Love it. Looking Thanks smooth, for coming in. too. What we talking about this morning? Is it okay? Is it okay to pee in the shower? You know, sometimes. <laughs> you know what? I mean, sometimes it's just too far. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to make it a, like a habit. No, but, not every but, morning. But sometimes it's ironic, right? 
Once mm-hmm. you start showering, here it come. You got to pee. Right. <laughs> That's got to be biological. It's I just you're weird. Right. All yeah, the yeah. good mm-hmm. water run, rinsing on you and your it's body warm. like, man, I, it's warm. Come on, man. Come on, man. Let me go. <laughs> and I'm sure women feel the same. They don't want to get out, to yeah. get back, and come back again. Just let it flow. It's going to the same place. It's going the same there place. There aren't separate pipes. Going to the ocean. Is it, though? <laughs> I can't yeah. do it. Well, I hope that it is. Yeah. You, you seem like <laughs> you would do get it. out. You yeah. know what? This I can't is not even right. pee in the ocean. You would take off. Could you save water? You're going to shut it off, go, come back, turn it back on. See, you're too conservative. We're renegades over here. We're yeah. just letting it flow and keeping the soap in your face and everything. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it's a guy thing, really. It is definitely. It guys is. are lazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> guys, we will make it work. Like, I literally, like one time, I had I was with my son, and I had to go, number one, and I'm like, this is a forest out here. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I'm looking for a gas station. Every gas station yeah. looked like you would get Ebola, right? <laughs> you know those gas stations? <laughs> like, you're like, oh, no. Mm-mm. Everything in there is yeah. bad, and you can't touch the knob. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, there's a forest. Yeah. Yeah. Right here. <laughs> That's clean. Mm-hmm. You go number one. You don't yep. have to touch anything. And then my son was like, Daddy, you can't do that. I was like, yes, we can. Do you have to pee? He said, yes. And then we... Father and son moment. That is a that is a rite of passage. That is a, an important be moment with your dad. With your man, dad. It's like yeah. when you're the man, It's just like yo, because you know we forget. Like back in the day, you know, there weren't gas stations and stuff like that, and all these you know great great accommodations. I mean, the woods is amazing. You ever seen mm-hmm. a bear go to a gas station? <laughs> Good point. That's a fact. Matter yeah. of fact, a bear now. is like yo. I'm out here, bro. And it, I'm gonna let it fly. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? And no one says anything, but just because you know we got all these great restrooms and porta potties, you know, I go to the woods sometimes. Back that sounds nature. like a, some logic that I've used with the, the officer of the law when I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen a bear? Uh, yeah, hey, bro. Hey, yeah. man, did you have, did you arrest the bear? <laughs> <laughs> one time, man, I was I was really drunk uh, right after college. I, I was in Cincinnati, and there was this mall. <laughs> The, the oh, bar geez. at a mall, and I was like in the mall parking lot, and I just, I just. You, you know. can't hold it, man. I know. The I was so is too drunk, enormous, man. So I peed, and then the mall cop came up. Oh, and he's like, he's like, hey, man, and Flashing I was so dumb. I was you. like a dumb <laughs> drunk young guy, and I was like, come on, man, what are you gonna do? You're a mall cop. He goes, well, what I can do is I can call the real cops, and he gets on his walk, <laughs> oh. and I go, hey, man, I'm sorry, man. I didn't know. I completely was let like, go what? of the button. Let go of the button. I swear, man. Let go of the button, Todd. I, I, I was like, I swear, man, I'm a jerk. I'm a bad up. person. Just please, God, don't call the cops. I'm going to call his neck. I'm going to call like, the oh my God, I brother. Just- Escalated this unnecessarily. <laughs> I killed someone. You gotta you get know back to your. So your... funny that you said that because you know we never respect the mall cop, right? No, because no. he's not a real cop. He's like the mall supervisor, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know what I mean mm-hmm. because they can't technically arrest you. You know that, right? They no. got they they t- they detain you mm-hmm. or try to like kind of make you sit down until a real man get there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So my boy just told me the funniest story. They this kid got caught uh, shoplifting in a grocery store, right? So. The, the, the grocery store security surrounded them, right? So he's sitting there. He's like, you sit right there, you thief. You bad man, you bad man. And then there was a dude with a shopping cart just drove by. You know they can't hold you, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was 
was like, like a paralegal. It was like, yeah. it was like a paralegal <laughs> slash, like, you know, a, a gift from God. Mm-hmm. Like, my, man, my man was sitting there like, I'm going to jail. I'm going to jail. And the dude on the shopping cart hit his eggs. Go, hey, brother, you know they can't hold you. <laughs> my man got up real slow. He was like, are you serious? <laughs> and ran down aisle nine and out the store. What a wonderful... You know, sometimes that there's guy, a gift. That guy's probably like... He probably collects a fee, man. <laughs> yeah. you know, but do you know how much crap was Steve in his Johnson, pants while he was she... sitting there by the egg sec- by the egg section where all the little Oscar Mayer bologna is? He's, they got him sitting there like, you, you thief! <laughs> we saw you trying to steal the eggs. You know Dude, they can't hold you. You know he can't hold you. <laughs> I was, I literally was on the freaking floor. I was like, dude, because you just assume because they surround you and stuff and tell you a bad guy that they're really the cops. They're not. They have the authority. They have no authority, bro. At at Target, they have these people. They're called, they're not even called security. They're called loss prevention. Yeah. And they, Mm -hmm. they like stalk people around the store. Same thing. They, all they can do is ban you from that place for life. And tell on you. You get out of here. You hear me? You, you never come to Target. You. <laughs> Stealing time. Yeah. I, one, time, one time me and my buddy got in a fight. We were fighting down at some bar in Kansas City. And this, this bouncer goes, it was, he goes, listen, I don't want to see you guys in here for a while. <laughs> Like you want a light suspension. That's a very light suspension. (laughs) Not ever. Like, what do you mean? I just mean a while. Just (laughs) take two Sundays off. (laughs) He knew he didn't have the authority to ban you forever. Nah, man. You can see him be like, these guys, they do drink a lot, so I don't want to, not permanently. I don't want to be specific about it. You don't want to shame these guys because it's like a real good job for them. Mm -hmm. And they Mm -hmm. really ride with it. You know, they got the whole thing on. They got the name there. They got the flashlight. They got the little walkie-talkie, you know. Segway. But they really don't have in a Segway. Like, they don't have any. Because sometimes I want to just kick them off the Segway, right? <laughs> <laughs> or just shake it back and forth. <laughs> I hate the ticket people. Though. I like when they have the little the little patch that looks like a badge but isn't. It's yeah, just like, yeah, it's that's a just patch. that's just a shield with two horses. That's yeah. not actually. Yeah, that's not no authority. <laughs> well, they're man. getting that's serious. Your high now. school mascot, <laughs> right? I was at the mall the other day, and it was a girl security guard, a woman security guard, and she had like a, a hat on, and the strap came like right under her lip, <laughs> like, a, like, a, like state a horse cop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, well, that's getting she serious. She was gangster. Yeah. yeah, don't mess with her. Yeah. I don't like like speaking of authority. Like I hate the ticket people that tell me it's nothing I could do, right? Literally, I, I'm in L.A., I jump out the car, I go to Jamba Juice, I come back out. I like it two Five minutes, minutes maybe. This lady is like the ninja ticket lady. <laughs> she swoops down on my car. She's, I said, ma'am, I'm back. She's like, too late, baby. Too late, baby. Uh-uh. Did you put any money in the meter? I said, no. She said, mm <laughs> How much is a parking ticket in LA? Well, it was a oh, it's nickel. A lot. I, I mean, I didn't have change. I was just coming from the gym. Yeah. And I was hustling. I got caught. You know, I get it. I paid a $55 ticket. $55. A $55 yeah. for a parking ticket. Yeah, they, that's the hustle in LA. They 
Parking tickets, park on the red. They do anything. No, you don't have a tag. And it doubles, doesn't it? Like oh, every, you like, can't let it go. Yeah, it jumps from fifty-five to one hundred and sixty in a minute. You oh gotta pay God. that money. I think it's ten here. The town I grew up in, oh, it was a dollar. <laughs> I would let it ride for a whole summer. Then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, when I was in L.A., I had a couple. I I got parking tickets this 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 one summer, and they ballooned to like seven hundred and eighty. Yeah, man. And I oh was moving God. back east, so I was like, I'm just bouncing on that. I'm not paying I ain't any paying of this. It. You didn't I don't pay even it? live here. They caught me like the the second to last night I was there. I went out. We we caught a cab. Me and this girl. We got drunk. We came back. I forgot to take the car and put it in the garage and I came out the next morning hungover and the boot was on and I was oh, like oh. Boot. Yeah, and you gotta pay the real. full amount you, to get they the boot yeah, you all the though. money Cash. man you just abandon your car <laughs> when I was in, living in Cincinnati I basically got carjacked like it was like a kid <laughs> I didn't realize it cause he was in the back he just jumped in the back seat he's like drive drive and I didn't want to look to see if he had a gun or whatever uh-huh. so I let the guy like <laughs> but I, I, the whole time I'm thinking this guy he doesn't have a gun but I better do what he says in case he does and it, it, finally he, he made me drive all over it. and for, after like an hour he finally got out he's like 12 years old with no gun but <laughs> are you serious yeah man so I Dude. went back down to the scene what he had done he had stole a, stolen a car and wrecked it so that's where I was I happened to be right by that so car he said, oh. so he was like he heard the cops coming so I drive back to the scene of the crime okay just to say hey here's what only, happened only a white guy would do that yeah, I know. <laughs> you, you, got, you gotta go back I and know. see what really happened <laughs> I, 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 ain't man, no brother my, doing my, that bro my, my friend JP who's a black guy told me the same thing only white guys do that dude I'm going back. I so I went back. And, and Bill, this not is not the fact that you're a alive, crime man. Has happened I know. Here. You are, you're an accomplice to a crime. You're going back to rectify. I went back and I told on him. And here's what. And they go, they they, they didn't believe me at first. She's like, you just let him boss you around. I'm like, he, he, I thought he might have a gun. So then, so then they ran my plates. What? And I had unpaid parking oh. tickets. And they took me down to the station. They took me down to the what? station and made me. Pay the fine. Oh, you are donkey of the year, bro. The dumbest person in the, in the world. world. I know. And I called, man, I called my friend JP. I'm so mad at you right now. I used to love you, bro. He's a black guy, and I call him. I'm like, he goes, Greg, why, what the, why you go back, man? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And then he goes, I probably knew that kid. He goes, I wish I was with you. I'd have been like, James, get out the car. Dude, you was like the first Uber. I was, man. That's I was an Uber. Drive, drive, brother, drive. That's it. That's all he said. He kept going, drive. Where? And I, I, I was like, well, where, where do you want me to go? Oh, you know? God. Yeah. I just picture him taking you like on, to do errands. He's yeah. like, it was all right, now wait that, here Bill. for 10 minutes. You were so scared, though. Only, was... You're sitting there, they like, Poof, drive. Oh, 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 my God. Oh, my God. Like, I would panic for a second, too, though, because you don't only, you never anticipate somebody getting in your car like that. Yeah. Boom, he drive. just jumped in the back. Did you think of crashing the car? No, no, it's a nice car. No, it was a pretty good. It was. It's know, a it was nice a car. Camry. He's not. He's not. He's new. And he just <laughs> got it. A very white guy car. Yes. Uh, very, very you know how I finally riff. got him. This is because I kept I'm going. So pissed. At I kept. Right going. Right I, was like, I was like, "Where do you want to go?" How I finally got, I pulled up, and I finally I just had had it. It was like did you, did real you late. Show, did you show any resistance? <laughs> you should have went taking on him. Did you yell him. something at him when he finally got out? No, man, I didn't. I was a complete. 
failure of a man. You were such a white guy. The only- you should have said, I come, I come with a set of, a set of skills. <laughs> right. You should have went on that I speech from taking. I should have set of skills. <laughs> the only time I stood up for myself, at the end, I go, hey, man, I got to go to work in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you guys, it worked. He got out at that point. I think he had some sort of weird code like, yo, I don't want to go to work with nobody. I'll carjack a man, but I ain't going to make him wait for work. I ain't going to You know what? He got to work, bro. All right, we got to take a break, but uh, can you stick that around? That's a great oh, story. Yes, that is. Boy, I love you for that. <laughs> All right, we'll be back with Bill Bellamy. It's a DV morning show. It's the DVE Morning Show. I'm Val Porter with Bill Crawford. Uh, Sean Collier, Greg Warren joining us this morning. Bill Bellamy is at the Improv this weekend. You have shows tonight, tomorrow. Do you have Sunday shows this weekend? One Sunday, yeah. It's going to be a whole weekend of nice. nonstop left. I mean, after that bit, I just want to just do stand-up to this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> that is a classic bit, bro. You have to put that in your show. Yeah, you, really I have do. Never you guys can see how disappointed funny. he was in me that I went back. I mean, <laughs> you know... <laughs> No brother would go back. I'm going to just tell you that. I would bank on my people. We're not going back. We're just, we're just happy we're alive. Like, like this wasn't a bad situation. You, We feel like Jesus has spoken, that, you did, that it was a fake carjack. you like, no, no, no. It would have been awesome if the dude from Bill's bit got into your backseat and was like, you know you, know you don't have old? to do that. You, know you know you don't have to go back. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to go back, but that's gotta be in a movie. That thing with your guy and the I, grocery I, store. He's like an angel. He's always telling you, like, if you, you're a little he confused, just he just the, he cruise ride in a little grocery cart. Hey, brother, you know you ain't gotta go back. <laughs> you know they can't hold you. They can't hold you, babe. The you better know that, your grocery store rights. That it, it reminds me of, that for some reason the guy who needs to play that part is the guy from uh, Coming to America. The guy, uh, Mama, call him Clay. I'm gonna call him Clay. That guy. <laughs> You know, you know they can't hold you. <laughs> Rock a mash hammer. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. So you're looking for good places to eat in Pittsburgh. I yeah, saw. Yeah, I your posted Facebook. on my Facebook because you guys have this great, is a foodie city. Now. This is a foodie city. Mm-hmm. Diners, the dives and diners been here. You guys got mom and pop situations. You guys got uh, uh, restaurants that have been here forever, mm-hmm. like chains, like Primanti Brothers. There's a couple chains and breakfast. So I was just reaching out to the people. Do you know how many comments I got? Of I thought it might have been about maybe 30 or 40. Way. And <laughs> everyone is ride or die for the suggestion that they're giving you. Oh, yeah. You could tell what is the What is the most popular one? I, I, let me go to my Facebook. I'll tell I, you. Right I now. would guess it would be Permanis. Permanis for sandwiches, yeah. yeah. Breakfast, you were looking for Kelly's. got to be Kelly's. Kelly's. Pamela's. Pamela's. Gabin Eat. I'm going to tell you another right good now. One. Doorstop in Dormont. Yeah, a lot of good breakfasts here. Everyone's telling me, because uh, I like breakfast. Like, I'm a, DeLuca's. I'm a breakfast guy. Oh, yeah, DeLuca's so in look the at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. Here we go, here we go. It says, uh, it says um, DeLuca's. Yep. yep. Right. Uh, That's in the Strip District. Uh, Miss Sandy's Kitchen. I don't know I've that I've never one. heard of that uh, one. Uh, Miss Sandy's Kitchen is on That's in Franks, Philly, man. Frankstown's <laughs> Avenue. Oh, is that? It's like stepping back into your Okay, that's in house. Penn Hills. Okay. Uh, Salonica's? Best gyros in the city? Don't know that one either. Salonica's? Is yeah. that downtown, the Greek place? Right Pamela's. On, they maybe. said Pamela's. Pamela's. Did you say Pamela? Yep. What about- I think, the, I think President Obama ate there, didn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah. Probably, yep, yep. And then they said uh, uh, Serafino's? 
Serafino's is in Kraft, and it's an Italian place. Yeah, they said yeah, that's really that's good. That's very good. Do you like that, too? Yeah. Hill so Pitts we is a great Italian. I know you like Italian, too, right? I love Italian. Yeah. Olive Familia. I love, place. like, mm. the real, like, somebody's grandma's back there, like, killing the sauce. And <laughs> right. Like, because when I, I'm from Jersey, and I grew up in a, in a neighborhood that was mixed with, like, Italian, black, and um, and Polish. So I kind of mm-hmm. had a mixture, like an immigrant, you know, sort of like a collage of people. And I never forget the first time I went to one of my friends' house to eat, and his his mom could cook spaghetti and meatballs. When I tell you, <laughs> it was crazy. And I realized, like Italian people and black people, we we actually do the same things, but we call it different things. <laughs> like, don't sit on the couch. Like, don't sit on grandma, yeah. grandma's couch, with the plastic on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is the plastic on it? Because now you're slipping off and fit, hitting on the floor. Right? <laughs> you go to an Italian family's house and you say you don't want to eat, that is blasphemy. Oh, yeah. That's like going you to my grandmother's leave. house and you're not hungry. What's wrong with you? <laughs> right. Like, the Italian grandma will get mad. The mom will get mad because it's a part, like, to feed you is sort of, love. is love. Yeah. They're yeah. saying, welcome, sit down. And you got to eat till you can't take no more. <laughs> you ever, Try you ever, a little bit of everything. You got to eat everything. And then we got dessert. <laughs> <Yeah>. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you ever had a cannoli? Oh. It's so good. It's Ugh. so amazing. So I grew up I grew up loving Italian food and and we have a couple places in LA that go hard too but mostly the really to me the best restaurants I've ever been to is in New York. Mhm. Yeah. They've been little tiny ones, yeah. little tiny little hole in the wall. Do you go to little table. Italy or is there some place like um, off the map? Um I do little Italy too but I if I if I could think of it right now it might be in my phone but there's a place it's so small they only got like 30 tables, maybe 25, and it's packed. People wait. That's the mm-hmm. kind of place I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. People been going there, couples for years. Mm-hmm. Those are the kind of places I'm talking about. There's it's one up by Dangerfields. It's, it's, it doesn't even have a, like, you can't, there's no sign for it or yeah, anything. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. About? It's like been been there for 100 years or something. Yeah. I, Is it Book of the Beppo? <laughs> no, it's actually a chain. Dude, that is just like <laughs> cafeteria time. <laughs> Garden, my friend. Those. Now again, let me Sean, tell you, whenever I go to Buca de Beppa, I go from there to the bathroom. Just, <laughs> yeah. I, that stuff is like a laxative. I don't know what that is. See, for me, whenever whenever I've been on the road, like mm. some of those chain restaurants are like the embassy for me it on the is, road. Like, if I see a cheesecake factory, cheesecake factory, this is a safe house. It's money. it's money. Cheesecake. What I love about cheesecake, it's just straight money. You mm-hmm. know the menu. You same kn- everywhere. It's gonna be the same. Yep. They do it all well. They do it the same everywhere. So if you wherever you are, it goes well. And I, I never eat the cheesecake though. I go there yeah. for the other stuff. I'm mm-hmm. with you. Right? Never make it that far. And I never get through the whole menu because it's too much. It's, it confuses yeah. you. You don't know if you want <laughs> breakfast now or here's you my th- theory on the, the cheesecake factory is uh <laughs> is I, I like to eat a lot of seafood, okay? I eat fish, yeah, me too, okay? I do. You go, and people make fun of Red Lobster. Uh, they make fun of a Cheesecake Factory. You want to go, if you want seafood, go somewhere with high turns with a lot of people because it's the seafood's going to be fresh. I mean, you, you go to see, salmon's always good at the Cheesecake Factory because it, it's crowded. It's never yeah, been yeah. bad. It, it's, it's crowded, That's a man. That's point. They don't have, That's a good... you go to the little out-of-the-way place in a strip mall, they're like, oh, that place is good. Yeah, well, uh, that, that, <laughs> that that's, salmon's been there for 18 <laughs> days. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> you got salmonella, homie. <laughs> but my 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 one of my guys.
because he's a GM, one of my best friends, he's a GM at Cheesecake, and he said that too. He said, the best thing that you know about a restaurant mm -hmm. is volume. Because if, like you said, with turns, with more people, the food has to be fresh and it's and it's coming out better. Then you look at a restaurant, nobody in there, don't even keep going. <laughs> there's keep no going. reason. Yeah, there's oh, no we reason. can turn the ovens on. Somebody just came in. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> so how, how long are you in, are you in town here? What's what you just, doing? Uh, I, I here through Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Where you at? Uh, I have a little place called Club Cafe, a little rock club. Can I man. can I come over and show, see your show? You you got shows. Saturday, I know, but man. then I'll come. See I, mean, your I show. may come down. I'll I don't come, have. Shows I'm going to do that joke with you. <laughs> I, I, would <laughs> I would love. I may that. come see you tonight. Actually, man, if you guys have not seen Bill, this guy. I'm stupid, man. He's I'm really, stupid. really <laughs> funny, and I will say this dude is a class act, man. Thank you, all man. the way around. Class like act. this is this is what I love about <laughs> comedians. Like we have a fraternity. Like it is an un said law that if you are a comedian you get embraced no matter where because we all know what it takes we understand we respect the craft and we all got our stripes it feels like being a part of an army of some sort right when you're a mm -hmm. comedian you know what i mean i even if you're a young comedian brand new we are like i always embrace them because i can see a comic you can you do that now <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i never forget <laughs> one time dave Chappelle told me this funny story right he was like man this is crazy you know, I always notice, man, a comic, because they always stand around other comics and they're awkward. Because yeah. <laughs> you can tell them they want to say something, but they don't know when to say it. So they're standing there. And they say, I say, hey, are you a comic? <laughs> yes, sir. That's a really good show. <laughs> but it's true, awesome. though. Like, you can tell a comedian for whatever reason, is whether it's their demeanor or how they are, because comedians who come up to you that are new you can see they have like reverence for you right mm -hmm. that gets, you can see like they're, they're like dog that's like oh my god man and they want to <laughs> say hi and whatever and i sometimes i just put them on you want to go on stage <laughs> <laughs> that's the coolest thing you could do right yeah, there i put them yeah. on stage speaking, I of, speaking of that speaking of Chappelle too whenever he came whenever he was in africa he came back from africa and did the Dayton Funny Bone the mm. first weekend. Mm. And then the second weekend, he did the Pittsburgh Improv. Uh. And the first night of the shows, there was this kid sitting in the front, and he had his little notebook, and he said, what, what are you doing, man? You taking notes on the show? And he said, no, nah, I'm a comic. And he said, well, why don't you do a set? And wow. he let him come up on stage while he was up there, and he did like a guest spot, five minutes, and then he said, do guest spots on the rest of the show. Every wow. show, oh. 400 people packed to the rafters to kidding. see Chappelle. And he's just letting Yo, this young kid. Oh, that is so it was, amazing! It was crazy, but That's... Dave, Dave is like that though, man. Um, I remember I was in Dayton. I did not know that Dave lived out there, right? <laughs> yeah. For whatever reason, I thought Dave lived in L.A., right? So I'm sitting in the green room at that Dayton Funny Bone. Is it yeah. a Funny Bone? And all of a sudden, hey man, this is crazy. Everybody was like, <laughs> I was at Cheesecake. That's why it's like <laughs> Bill Bellamy was just at cheesecake and I man, I love cheesecake. He got me a <laughs> He literally kicked my green door open. I was like, he was like, man. <laughs> now there's two black guys out here. <laughs> he said he lives on a farm somewhere out there. Yeah, he yeah, does. it's out there. And he's like super involved in the community, apparently. Yeah, man. Yeah. He man, let me tell you, Dave is hilarious. We went um this not this year, the, the, not this Christmas, the Christmas before we all took our families together, all our kids to to uh, St. Martin, right? 
Man, to see Dave on the ATV, <laughs> just ride through. Man, this is amazing. The air's on my head, man. I feel great. We <laughs> <laughs> got the best weed out here, man. This is, <laughs> this is, this is good, man. This is back to nature. <laughs> so just hanging out with him, man. Amazing. When I, hanging out with him, to me, is like a treat because he's so funny just doing regular stuff. Yeah. And here's the other thing, he's so bright. Like you do you for like you just see him as a comic. Like he is so well versed on so many different type of topics. You just sitting there like you think you're talking to a professor. Mm-hmm. Literally, like literally, like he's a bright ass dude. I was like, Dave, you crazy, man. I know, man. But with the week. <laughs> I just want to calm down. Got a lot of things going on in my mind. <laughs> Bill Bellamy at the Improv this weekend. Shows tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. Get your tickets at 4625233 or com. Thanks so much for Thank coming you in. Yeah, this was coming love having you guys in. You woke me all the way up. Thank you. <laughs> Go get a good breakfast. You know they can't hold you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mike Pursuit is up next. He's got sports with the DV more DVE Sports. All right, push sports off a little bit. Uh, Bill Bellamy there with us. And uh, like I said, he's at the Improv all weekend. So get your tickets at improv.com. Mike Pursuit here with a full sports report. Penguins did it again last night. They made it eight wins in 11 tries since the calendar has turned to January 6 3 over the Minnesota Wild last night. Now they got to take some time off for the All-Star break. The All-Star break hitting at the absolute worst time for the Penguins who've finally gotten back to their game on a consistent basis. Uh, you're seeing all the elements that have made them so successful the last two years, and now they got to hit the pause button. But uh, Captain Sidney Crosby said uh, all they can do, based on the way the schedule has worked out, is wait for next week and try to pick up where they left off on Tuesday night against San Jose. Yeah, you just you want to continue that momentum. Uh, obviously, we've got you know a few days off here, but um, you know we've been playing the right way here for a couple weeks, and we've had great results. And um, you know everybody's chipping in, so that's that's a big part of it. And uh, because of that, it's uh, it's a lot more fun to play, and more pucks are going in it. Yeah, and that everybody chipping in stuff uh, certainly makes a difference. A couple of goals from Evgeny Malkin last night, three assists from Phil Kessel, and three. From Sidney Crosby, so the stars are shining, but they're also getting contributions from guys such as Dominic Simone, who scored two more last night, his third and fourth of the season. Brian Dumoulin <laughs> with his third on a beautiful tic-tac-toe play. Sid, uh, a rush just... into the offensive zone, great passing, and uh, a shot that well, Dumoulin, you couldn't miss that one, right? <laughs> right. They put it on a tee for him. Carl Haglin has played much better of late after a really uneventful First half of the season, he got his fourth last night. And Casey DeSmith, another win in goal. This one, uh, not necessarily one that DeSmith will put on his resume tape. The Wild really didn't throw much at him. 13 shots through two periods. And then the third period, once it was 6 nothing, Pens got kind of sloppy as 6 nothing games are wont to do. But Casey DeSmith getting opportunities and making the most of them. One of the mm-hmm. weird, one of the stranger things of the Penguins' season this season was that they tried the, the veteran backup, Antti Niemi. That didn't work. That was a disaster. And then Tristan Jerry seemingly solidified the backup goalie spot. And right. now more circumstances with Murray leaving due to the death of his father and DeSmith being called up from the minors. 
all of a sudden he gets a shot and does well, so they keep going back to him, and he keeps winning. If you guys look at the <clears throat> last 10 years, it's an embarrassment of riches with your goaltenders. I mean, it really is. For sure. It really is. And uh, with Simone, we talked about uh, John Sebastian D yesterday. One of the things they've gotten a lot out of the last two years has been the call-ups from Wilkes-Barre, giving them what they need when they need it. Not necessarily carrying the heavy load, but chipping in, contributing. And Sully being the perfect coach to uh, to help them with that transition because yep. he coached all those kids. And having the confidence to use them when they're doing well and use them in the right Knowing spots. Knowing their strengths, yep. Just uh, They look like the Penguins again. Now they take some time off and get ready for the Sharks next Tuesday. Uh, Pens move up to third in the Metropolitan Division with that win last night. 27-21-3, 57 points. That ties Columbus for second place, but Columbus has played two fewer games than has Pittsburgh. Washington leads the division with 63 points. Jersey and Philly in hot pursuit with 56 points, and both of those teams have played fewer games than have the Pens. It's going to go up and down the rest of the way between the Metro Division and the wild card picture, but uh, just keep winning more than you lose, and everything will work out. The Penguins look like they have a handle on that all of a sudden as uh, things uh, will heat up going into February. Oh, yeah. We joke a lot about how it's not hockey season until the Steelers' season <laughs> stops, but yeah. it is a long NHL season, and you know every game is worth the same in terms of points, but uh, they just seem to have so much uh, more weight attached to them when you get into February and March, and that's when the Pens have usually been pretty good. Uh, Steelers coaches are in Orlando, Florida, Getting ready for the Pro Bowl this weekend. Steelers.com caught up with new offensive coordinator Randy Feekner yesterday. And Feekner said that the tweaks and adjustments to the offense this offseason will be made the way they always are every offseason, even though he has replaced Todd Haley as the new offensive coordinator. We get back to Pittsburgh, we talk about things and like we always have in the past and we will continue to do. Um, we'll dissect, we'll, we'll, we'll chew it up, we'll look at the good and the bad and the ugly from last season, try and see how we can make it better and always adapt to your personnel and adapt, adapt to your coaches and, and bring input. It'll always be a we, and that's, that's just how I operate. I think they need to hire a bass player for Coordinator Thursday <laughs> next year when he talks, just have a guy jamming behind him. <laughs> Playing Pharrell Williams. Makes it uh, a whole lot more festive. Uh, Fickner also talked about uh, his best buddy, quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. You've heard Ben say a million times how much he likes Randy Fickner. We heard Fickner today talk about why he thinks that's the case. Uh, give a listen now to Randy Fickner talking about how long Ben Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger may continue to play. If he's having fun and he's healthy and we can have honest dialogue about where are you, then I think all his decision moving forward will always be based on his ability to help the team win. He only wants to win. That's the only thing I know about him. He wants to win football games. All the other stuff doesn't really matter. So if he's having fun and in an attempt to win those games and give us the best chance to win those games, man, I hope he plays for as long as he wants to play. Maybe that's the thing that will lengthen Roethlisberger's career now. So, hey, fun. Got the good offensive line, got plenty of weapons, and I can do whatever the hell I want. This is fun. <laughs> College hoops last night. Penn State knocked off number 13, Ohio State, 82-79. to Crazy game. Buckeyes hit a late uh, three to tie it, and then Penn State hit a later three just prior to the buzzer to win it. A lot of action going on this weekend uh, in college basketball. 
Robert Morris hosting Sacred Heart tonight at uh, PPG Paints Arena. And then on Saturday, Pitt hosts Syracuse at 4, Penn State hosts Rutgers at 4, and down in Morgantown, number 7, West Virginia welcomes Kentucky at 7 o'clock. Fun. As long as he's having fun. There's another thinly veiled shot at Todd Haley. (laughs) Some of these aren't so thinly veiled, are they? I mean, nobody's saying... Ben was really miserable when (laughs) Todd Haley was here. Miserable enough where he started to contemplate retirement. I'd rather not play than play for you. Now, I'm going to play till I'm 50. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) He's going to play longer than Tom Brady. All of a sudden, now he's TB12. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) that it? That's it. All right. Uh, Since today is National Spouses Day... We'll talk about the things we like about our spouses and the Ooh. things that annoy us. Ooh, that's a... <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not married. I've never been married. I think it's a really bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> not us individually. Depending oh, okay. where you're Collectively. Okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to advise against you. <laughs> <laughs> you know you don't have to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's a DV I morning show. I choose not to answer on the grounds that it may incriminate myself. <laughs> Uh, total number of times the word dilly will be said during the broadcast. Over under 12 and a half. Did that start with Ben? No, I think Ben, ben parodied that. Yeah, okay. I think they were mess- They were having yeah. fun with that commercial. I, that Budweiser, those Budweiser commercials have it in a ton. Yeah, mm-hmm. I found, my, maybe it's, you know, I'm older now. I found myself sick of that way faster than most pointless phrases. Like, I feel like I was on board with, like, was up for, like, a good six months. <laughs> oh, I still love it, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Greg still uses that. Yeah. yeah, I do, man. People don't care for it. As yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, especially girls at the mall. What's up? Yeah, yeah. All right, where are you going? Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. Uh, that's Greg Warren. He's with us this What's morning. <laughs> And uh, at Club Cafe, two shows tomorrow. Get your tickets at clubcafelive.com. Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. Mainly sunny today, turning milder this afternoon. The high is 52. Tonight, partly cloudy, seasonal. The low is 36. Saturday, showers, periods of rain, the high around 50. In the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center, this is Kevin Benson. It's 30 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Sport Clips of Val Porter. The Guggenheim Museum is not at all interested in loaning the White House a Van Gogh, but it is willing to give President Trump a gilded throne. A Guggenheim spokeswoman tells the Washington Post the White House asked the museum to borrow Vincent Van Gogh's painting Landscape in Snow for the president's residence. Well, the New York Museum politely declined. However, they offered a solid 18-karat gold toilet which is actually a piece of art called America created by an Italian artist. To call... I think uh, dogs playing poker was on the list. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it seems a little more as pain. It was number two. To call Richard Powell a repeat offender would be perhaps the biggest understatement ever. The 57-year-old Florida man was recently arrested for the 344th time. His wow. lifetime of shenanigans. What happened to the three strikes you're out rule? Uh it's landed Not him in, in handcuffs for a variety of offenses, including robbery, assault, public drunkenness, and stealing a milk crate. I don't know if he ever shoplifted. I don't know if he got busted by the, the mall cops. I but. mean, <laughs> I think the odds are pretty good. Yeah. His most recent <laughs> misconduct involved violating a previous order to stay out of Miami Beach completely, where he's gotten in a lot of trouble. Police <laughs> found him there. 
been banned from a beach. Uh, police found him there yelling in the street and carrying a beer. He also had weed in his shoe. Uh, he appeared before a judge this week and was sentenced to 90 days in jail. You know, they're like the Florida cops are like, I swear to God, if we have to arrest you like three or four hundred more times, <laughs> then you're, you're going away for a, for a little bit. Got kicked out of Miami Beach for being obnoxious. Yeah. Let's, uh, getting banned from Pittsburgh for being too loud about the Steelers. Like, how do you get to that level? My my friend, it's impressive. Yeah, my friend Andy Huggins got got thrown out of an Irish bar on St. Patrick's Day for being too drunk. Oh my god, <laughs> that's got to be a feather in his cap, right? That possible? Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, that's that's one for the books. So, what do you think the number one topic is you should not discuss at work? Religion? Nope. Uh, sex. Sex. That would be it. 71% of respondents in a survey by personal finance site insurancequotes.com uh, listed that. It's off to- off limits topic followed by drug use. <laughs> I guess you probably shouldn't talk about your own drug use in the workplace, but uh, gossiping about coworkers and your salary. How do you hug According to research from Germany, the side you hug on says a lot about how you're feeling. Seems a hug on the left side is more emotional and heartfelt than the one on the right. That's when your face is over their left shoulder. I don't plan it. I always thought it was like a right-handed, left-handed thing. I never do the left side. Yeah, me no. either. Yeah, it's, I, I agree. It's, it's, it's... I go to my left. Yeah, I, I go I, to my left, too. Yeah. I go to my right. And I'm an emotional guy. But. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I I have some concerns about people who make sure that their face touches your face while hug. hugging. I don't like that at all. That that seems like I've apologized personal. profusely for that. I mean, like like especially when it's like hard cheekbone contact, like they're they're bringing your face in. This this just seems like there's like something happened to I, you. Yeah, I, I I have a friend that does that. I, I yeah. never thought about it until now, but yeah, I don't like it at all. Yeah. You ever do that thing where you go to hug someone and then they try to go to the same side your head is going and then you got to do that weird and then you have to like, kiss. There's deep, not an option. Like or you're headbutt. you're that yeah. guy Hank. <laughs> what was that dude's name for the 49ers? The Hank. He had the really long Martin neck. Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm doing the neck deke, trying to find some space on your shoulder, man. Apparently, Steve, Steve Grogan. If you want to go really old school, uh, this breaks yeah. down Patriots. to. The sides of our brain, the right side of the brain, which controls emotions, also controls the left side of the body. So if you have a strong emotional feeling, it will send you to the left side during a hug. (laughs) Uh, I mentioned in the 7 o'clock hour today is National Spouses Day, so you're supposed to show your uh, appreciation for your spouse. I do that every day. Yeah. I narrowly Would your able- wife agree with that? No. <laughs> Legally, that has to be his position. I narrowly avoided marriage on two occasions, so I think I show wow. appreciation that I don't have a spouse. <laughs> I am very appreciative. You've been engaged twice? I was I was engaged once and had made it to like ring shopping a second time. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so what are the 10 things we actually appreciate our, uh, about our spouses? They include, according to a survey, if they are hardworking... You can be yourself around them. They make you laugh. They're smart, supportive of your goals, a great parent. They're sexy. They're good with money. They do the dishes and they buy you stuff. (laughs) (laughs) All at the same time. uh, We appreciate those things. The things that annoy us the most about our spouse. 
Selective listening. What? Did you say so? <laughs> <laughs> Snoring, which that's not, I mean, I guess you could control it, but you, you can't. That's an, yeah, unless it's you have kind like of a involuntary. Sleep right. Man, I was in a hotel recently in Florida, and uh, I, it was one of those things where I had to. I had an sh- important show the next day. It was like some showcase for something, and um, the guy. I get in. I was exhausted. I get in, and there's this guy in, in the room right next to me. We the beds must have been so close because he's just snoring really, really loud <laughs> through the wall, through the wall, oh, and I'm like, man. I'm. I it's in my head now. I'm not going to be able to sleep. It's like two in the morning, and I go downstairs to this guy, the the the, the, the <laughs> desk guy. Out of bed. I go, hey man. I go, the guy next to me. I'm sorry. I really need to get some sleep. He's snoring really loud, and this guy goes, um, well, I mean, I'm the only one working, so I can't leave the desk. I'm like. I'm not asking you to tell him to stop snoring. <laughs> I'm saying move my room. Like, he, like you can't go to, what are you, you going to go wake him up and be like, hey, man, hey, shut up. <laughs> what are you sir, sir, we're going to need you to roll on your side. Could you roll on your side, please? What I can Just, do is I can give you a key, and you can go up and do it. What do you think I'm, I, I'm not telling, it's okay for the guy to snore, I just want to be away from it. This is, a, this is a big, big issue. Like, there's, I swear I've seen a device where you can gently shock the person that's snoring out of snoring. Like, uh, some Cattle kind of, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's not safe. Why don't you just shake him? I don't, I don't uh. think that works. It's a. It's when you're on your back, though, right? I guess. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I I I, I sleep on my side because when I'm on my back, I snore. You know? <laughs> Just move on I your side. I don't think Tim snores, so I don't have to worry about that one. Being a control freak is also something that no. we get annoyed by. No. Not being financially <laughs> responsible. No. Gross habits like nose picking, farting, or burping. <laughs> I think you got to learn to accept all guilty. that. Those are habits. Guilty, guilty, guilty. A, f- mm-hmm. a habit. <laughs> I have a bad farting habit. I hope you can live with that. Habit <laughs> makes it seem like it's something you want to do. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's you got to do it when you do it, but sometimes you can enhance it. You know. Yeah. If you make a show. You really out of can't it. make <laughs> the most out of make it. Make a yeah. show out of it. Yeah. Lift when your you're legs. In the sixth yeah. grade. <laughs> <laughs> Every guy thinks he's gonna have like a some kind of weeping rainbow or a triple flutter blast, and then that's how you 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 shart. Uh. Yeah. It's a dangerous Every now landscape. And then, you know. Yeah, Not it's a dangerous game, isn't it, Bill? Yeah, it risky, really is. Especially at a certain age. Yeah. yeah the way I think of it is you can't risky. lose what you don't put in, you know? What does that mean? Yeah, don't we don't eat anything. Just means if you mean? hold it in, you won't crap your pants. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I see. I thought he meant don't eat anything. I thought it was like you, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take because we get that on a sampler. Get a poster. I think Wayne Gretzky said that about farting. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Not contributing enough when it comes to housework. This is an amazing list. All very accurate. Both sides of this. I can't believe I'm still married when you read this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, messy habits like leaving dirty clothes on the floor. Again. (laughs) Your wife is a saint. They work too much. They don't get along with your parents and your spouse always forgets your anniversary is very annoying. According to the people. Do you guys have that, that thing where you have like a relationship anniversary, but also your wedding anniversary? No. Okay. Do Do you? you? 
I think. And I <laughs> I always forget it. And so I, I just forget think. both. <laughs> that one to me is complete garbage. That's what? like a made up holiday. The, the like anniversary? Day. Yeah. yeah. The the anniversary of the meeting. When yeah. you get married, that's your anniversary. Okay? Yeah. Oh, There's yeah, nothing man. before I, that. I would be There's so nothing after I that. I would be so disappointed if Prasuda like had a relationship. <laughs> and, that is not him. Man. I mean, that, come on. That is that's just <laughs> everything that guy First does not stand for. That's going too far. <laughs> <laughs> Including picking yeah. up your clothes, not farting, and <laughs> fart into your clothes. I mean, if you really want to do it the right way. John Bon Jovi is doubling up on his wine business less than a year after launching a line of California collectible etched wines that are sold online. The soon-to-be Rock and Roll Hall of Famer is partnering with a French winemaker for a premium rosé. On sale this spring, diving into Hampton Water will be emblematic of a bon vivant lifestyle. After the rocker and his son Jesse came up with the concept during time spent in the Hamptons in New York, uh, they were introduced to Gerard Bertrand and the trio developed a shared vision for their product. So you can get that for $25 a bottle. And a day after Elton John announced his farewell tour comes word, Skinner is also saying goodbye. The last of the Street Survivors farewell tour gets started on May 4th in West Palm Beach, Florida, with dates through September 1st in Atlanta. Guitarist Gary Rossington, the only original member left, says, quote, It's hard to imagine after all these years the band that Ronnie Van Zant, Alan Collins, and myself started back in Jacksonville would resonate for this long and to so many generations of fans. I'm certain they're looking down from above, amazed the music has touched so many. Uh, joining them throughout the tour will be a slew of special guests, including Kid Rock, Bad Company, 38 Special, Marshall Tucker Band, Hank Williams Jr., Charlie Daniels Band, Blackfoot, and Blackberry Smoke. They'll pay, play Key Bank Pavilion on August 25th. Tickets go on sale next Friday. No official word on who's going to open. You know, is there any official word on who's going to be the joining in? What do you mean? Like all the special guests mentioned. No, no, that's. I think that's openers. Oh, really? Yeah. I um, that's how I. Those people are going to open for this version of Leonard Skinner. Yeah, yeah. yeah about yeah. half of that band had a much shorter farewell tour. <laughs> so much shorter. That's uh, it was really, really a wow. couple of joke, minutes. I think. <laughs> the too soon, too soon on Leonard Skinner. <laughs> Wow, wow, man. Crickets. That was, that was well executed. I'll give you that. Uh, <laughs> that was tremendous. Sunny and warmer, uh, low 50s for the high today. Oh, that it's was tremendous. 27 now at DVE. Greg Warren, uh, I'm so glad that you came in today. Yeah, oh, Greg, kidding thanks me, man? for coming in. I love it here. Yeah. Love it here. You got two shows with Bill Crawford tomorrow night at Club Cafe. So make sure you get tickets before that show sells out. Mike Pursuit has got sports coming up. It's a DVE morning show. DVE Sports. I'm Mike Pursuit for DVE Sports, brought to you this hour by Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. The Penn 6 3 victory over the Minnesota Wild last night at the PPG Paints Arena included two more goals from Dominic Simone, his third and fourth of the season. He's now scored goals in back to back games and in three straight home games. Simone also registered uh, the first multi-point game of his NHL career, and he's also riding the first three-game point streak of his so far brief NHL career. According to head coach Mike Sullivan, Simone is showing signs of figuring out this NHL thing, particularly as it relates to playing with Sidney Crosby. 
anytime a young player plays with Sid, there's a there's a tendency to want to get Sid the puck all the time. So we always talk to those guys about just playing their game, and and Sid will adapt to them. And and so you know we, we try to encourage them, you know, to to listen to their hockey sense. If if their hockey sense is telling them to shoot the puck, they should shoot the puck, not try to get it to Sid. And and I think we when we first put him with Sid, there was a tendency to force plays to him when maybe they weren't there. I think he's doing a better job at just taking what the game gives him now. I also think when a player gets called up for the first time, uh, there's a little bit of a wow factor. And, and after that experience is over, I think players tend to settle in. And it's not, it's, there's, the wow factor is not so much there anymore. So um, with their second or third or fourth call up or whatever that may be with each additional time, uh, players get more comfortable with their surroundings. And I think that's what we're seeing with Dominic. He's just, I think he's more comfortable uh, in the locker room. I think he's more comfortable with his teammates. Um, now he's, he knows them a lot better. And, and I think he's providing a whole lot of evidence for himself that he's a, that he's a real good player. Yeah, Dominic Simone must be getting it done because that's uh, one minute and 13 seconds from Mike Sullivan. That's how you can tell when you're doing well, when the coach likes to talk about you. Mike Sullivan, the king of the minute-plus soundbite, which I really like about Mike Sullivan. It's chatty. He's not just speaking to hear himself speak, though. He has something to say. He says it, and he wants to make his point, and he wants to be complete and thorough about it, and he doesn't want it to just be a... Quick, clean, eight-second uh, blip on the radar. He wants you to hear what he's laying down. And uh, there's a lot to talk about with the Penguins. We're eight and three in their last eleven, heading into the NHL All-Star break. It's been a different team since January. Yep, I like that soundbite. Um, I don't think it it competes with uh, the guy a, a couple of coaches ago. The, they are soft. <laughs> they are Michelle Terry. I'm disappointing. They are so in a lots of guy. Their goal <laughs> to be the worst defense, <laughs> and they're doing <laughs> such a good job. <laughs> they say they care, but they don't care. They don't care. They don't care. They're so soft. Maybe uh, Talbot. <laughs> that was some classic stuff. Yeah, he was, uh, he was stuck with me my my whole life since then. That was probably eight years ago. It's one of my favorite oh, things. Now ago. we have like the the a sedated build a butcher. As a coach. <laughs> Moving forward. <laughs> we've got to play the right way. Shot from the face-off the circle. The That's a kill. <laughs> Top of the crease, kill. <laughs> Blue line, a wound. <laughs> got to go to those dirty areas, get your nose on the puck, be on the right side of the puck. Moving forward. Play the right way. Try not to take too many shots to the upper body. White rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> Dead Rabbits. Oh, it's Dead Rabbits, is it? Yeah. Dead Rabbits. White Rabbits was that song. You're right. You're right. The drug addict song. I think it's... <laughs> is that what that's about? <laughs> oh, my God. Wait a God. minute. I thought it was about pets. <laughs> that's, that's, that makes a whole difference. Oh, boy. There may be some subtext to Alice in Wonderland that you might, may not have considered in the past. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's not, uh, not just a pleasant fantasy. Eh, hmm. I don't understand. <laughs> I'll decide what's pleasant and unpleasant. That's right. It's my fantasy. Steelers are moving forward with Randy Fickner as their offensive coordinator. Uh, Todd Haley has landed in Cleveland, and Fickner has replaced Haley as the guy in charge of the Steelers' offense. Uh, speaking with Steelers.com yesterday down in Orlando, 
at the Pro Bowl festivities. Fickner sounded like a guy who is hoping very much that the offense he'll coordinate next season will include running back Le'Veon Bell. I, that, I don't even know how to answer that because everyone knows how important he is and, 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 and just you just see him out here. I mean, the respect he gets from these guys, that talks volumes. Uh, you know, they're all looking at him. And he's a special talent and a special person. So I only wish the best for him. Obviously, you know, I'm not in any control of any of those type of decisions, the business aspect, and for him or for the Steelers. So um, we're going to coach who's there, and, um, and obviously it would be great if he was. Le'Veon Bell's the guy who brought up uh, the chance that he might not be there just days before the Steelers played the Jaguars in the NFL postseason. He said he'd contemplate retiring or sitting out rather than play under the franchise tag again. This week he has said that he thinks he and the team are close to a long-term deal and he hopes to have that worked out by February the 20th. It's probably somewhere in between, but who knows. That, that's when they can designate the, the that's, tag? That's the first day, yeah. February 20th to March the 6th. Uh, what, who else at the Pro Bowl? A ton of guys. It's ten. Of, ten of them made it. Um, ben, A. B. DeCastro, Lev, Roth. Uh, you said Ben, Pouncey, Bell, Brown, Cam Pouncey, Hayward, Villanueva, Knicks, Roosevelt Knicks. Is that it? Did we catch them all? Cam Hayward. Yeah, he's there. He was an ad. Yeah. Le'Veon talked to Steelers. dot com yesterday as as well, and sounded like a guy who's looking forward to playing for an offense led by Randy Feekner. I'm comfortable with Randy, you know, and I'm sure, um, you know, he's excited for the position, and I'm excited to have him. College Hoops last night, uh, Penn State knocks off number 13, Ohio State, 82-79 in Columbus. Uh, a buzzer beating three by Tony Carr, getting that done. Penn State uh, improves to 14-8 and overall, 4-5 and in the Big Ten. That was Ohio State's first Big Ten loss in 10 decisions. Robert Morris hosts Sacred Heart tonight at the PPG Paints Arena. And uh, everybody else in action on Saturday, Pitt hosting Syracuse at four, Penn State hosting Rutgers at four, and number seven, West Virginia hosting Kentucky at seven. Last but not least, this from Jeff Passan of YahooSports.com, uh, a lengthy article regarding the relative slow pace of free agent signings in Major League Baseball and why this is the case and is there collusion at you say there's collusion? Well, it goes on about a lot of things, but uh, the, the the money shot for our purposes here, uh, Passon writes that, quote, the union, in addition to gathering information to best react to the market, is considering addressing a pair of situations contributing to the cause. Not only is it exploring whether the Miami Marlins are complying with revenue-sharing rules, it is likewise looking into whether the Pittsburgh Pirates, who have traded stars Andrew McCutcheon and Garrett Cole this offseason, are reinvesting the money given to them huh. into baseball operations. Yeah, they're, they're not. <laughs> they yeah. got what? But neither did the Cubs or the... I mean, how do you explain the White Sox and the Cubs and everybody else that's taken in the tank? The Astros were terrible for five years before they won the... You're supposed to put that back into the team, not... Uh, they saved, what, $21.5 million this year I with Cuts and I believe that is the figure. And then they got back a bunch of guys who were all going to make the league minimum. Yes. Milwaukee, sure. I mean, Milwaukee's all in. Look at the moves they're making. Big moves. Two of them. Now, those moves, I would suggest, impact whether or not the Brewers can win the World Series. Yeah. Because we heard from Neil Huntington, when they got rid of McCutcheon and Cole, they said, well, it doesn't really change our ability to win the World Series. And it goes goes back to... like Just like that, yeah. Look look at the team that they're putting around Braun, who I think is a D-bag. I mean, but he's their star. Not anymore. 
Yelich is there. I mean, that, well, now Yelich is, but plus, man, they can hit. I mean, that's a good team. They've always been able to hit. Yeah. The truth in saying with their fists in with their bats. The truth in saying it doesn't affect their ability to win the World Series is we didn't have any ability to win the World Series yesterday, and we Thank won't you. tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the vagueness of saying we're going to go out there and compete, not for a championship. That's basically like saying, hey, we're going to be there. We're going to play that game. Physically, we will play the game. You know, McCutcheon, he's up there on all the lists uh, for the Pirates and the great records and yeah. achievements, and now he has become Ralph Kiner. We, to paraphrase, we can suck with you, we can suck without yeah. you. <laughs> you know that story, Greg? No. Branch Rickey, Ralph Kiner won or shared the home run title in the National League seven consecutive years. Really? And he went to the general manager, Branch Rickey, the Dodgers guy. Right. And uh, he said, I need a race. And the answer was, Ralph, we finished last with you. We can finish last without you. They, wow. tra- <laughs> they traded him to the Cubs. Oh, man. There's a statue of him at the stadium, but only of his hands. Yeah. Because yeah. they didn't want to shell out for the whole the right? whole statue. Yeah. That is one of the things that really irritates me. We need to just crowdsource that and get the rest of the they statue need a, They need built. a kind of statue. <laughs> Well, they already have the hands. You got Clemente, you got Maz. Let's get Kiner. Is that are those are two? Yeah, yeah. Clemente, Maz, uh, 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 Wagner, Stargell, and Honest Wagner. Oh, Stargell, yeah, yeah. And Hon- well, Honus has been there forever. Yeah, that seems deserved. Very good. Thanks, Mike. Uh, we'll stick. Uh, Maybe with- they can take that money they got in revenue sharing and build a Kiner statue. I'm going to spend it on players. And then put the statue in right field. What? What? It couldn't be any worse. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk more with Greg Warren coming up. It's a DV morning show. That's MarkPatrickSeminars.com. It's a DVE morning show. Randy is uh, off today, but joining us, uh, Greg Warren, with shows tomorrow night at Club Cafe along with Bill Crawford. Two shows. Get your tickets at ClubCafeLive.com. Thanks for coming in and hanging, Greg. You bet, man. It's been awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, I, I sincerely this is one of my favorite weeks of the year. I said this before. It's like having family when you're. It really is. I told just... that to my dad yesterday. He's like, "How oh, is it?" I'm like, "Yeah, these guys are like family, man." Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, he's um, you know, he, my dad's 72, and it's like every time we talk to him, he's got to go do some health thing, mm-hmm. you know. And I, <laughs> I'm doing a little more than I used to, so it's like, oh boy. <laughs> I had to get. I was supposed to get some blood taken a couple weeks ago, but I go in and the guy, the you know, the blood sticker guy, phlebotomist. <laughs> you know, the, the, yeah, there you yeah. go, phlebotomist. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, the blood he's a, sticker guy, I like yeah, that title yeah, better. Was, <laughs> <laughs> go no, see the, the blood sticker guy. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the human leech, you know, yeah. Dracula. <laughs> he's like getting ready to draw blood, and he starts using uh, poor grammar. You know, he's like. Uh, this ain't going to hurt. I'm like, ah, uh, mm. n- nah, man. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah no, thank you. Can you next him? Yeah. Like, is there another guy? It wasn't. He was the only guy there, but I was like, I can't. Like, it's, a, it's a really, it's a, it scares me when the guy, like, if you're going to do medical stuff to me, you should be able to use poor grammar. I, uh, or use, use proper. proper grammar. Yes. Yeah, poor grammar is, uh, yeah. you're out, man. It's not fair. <laughs> like, the guy was probably good at science in, in school and, and bad at English. But I don't... Right. If you want your kid to be a doctor, make sure they do well in English. As and if, well. Yeah, right. yeah, and if they can't do well in English, teach them 
a foreign accent because that's like, <laughs> the, only, like, that's the only that's like, that's like a loophole because if your doctor's like oh, me, me not know the uh, how you say like ah that guy's probably a genius in his country like, yeah, yeah, he's fine I, I went yeah. to school with guys like that they were always in the library on Saturday like I know this is the Every, strongest Indian accent I've ever heard out of a clearly Polish guy yeah, 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 exactly exactly yeah, just some accent it's gonna work uh, and I'm not like it's just it's just the the medical stuff. I'm not that uptight about. Like, if you want to fix my car, I don't care if you use poor grammar. Matter of fact, I mean, I I'd, I'd prefer you did. You know, <laughs> if, if your mechanic is like that, their transmission ain't never ever gonna work again. You're like, oh no, I need I need a new transmission. Obviously, this guy knows what he's talking about. He's butchering the English language. He's good. You know? He knows the language of cars. Yeah, yeah. I he's drove fluent. by a construction site the other day and I heard 37 curse words in under a minute and I was like that's going to be a sturdy building right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like those guys yeah, the yeah. Job those done. guys know what they're doing yeah yeah you go by a construction site nobody's cursing never walk in that place it's going to collapse oh I, I like it too when you come in because you're the same age as me yeah so we have like the same exactly. cultural yeah. references right right like 80s we were talking about last night was a penguin's oh, yeah. 80s night oh, did you watch the game the... mike yes the, it was yeah. it was glorious oh, it was I mean, the production of of the whole game was just incredible hearing the 80s music in the background that they were playing in the oh, arena man i would love it oh it was so awesome yeah, were, were the fans dressed up or like some of them were yeah. yeah some guy had a they showed him some a tweet people from pittsburgh just showed up <laughs> and had no idea it was 80s hey, night dude that's an awesome just, 80s <laughs> like, it's 80s night I just was wearing my bum equipment sweatshirt. One guy had a, they showed in the concourse between periods, he had the the Michael Jackson Thriller album cover. Oh, yeah. The t-shirt, he had Phil Kessel's head on it. Oh, man. (laughs) Phil the Thriller. Anybody that was really around the Penguins in the 80s wouldn't be celebrating the 80s. I don't know that they were celebrating the 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 80s penguins. It's like Star Wars night and ugly sweater night. Come on, that's the the decade we got Lemieux. That's That's, the the decade turning around. When they lost that series to the Islanders, that five-game series in overtime, when they had a 3-1 lead late, they were going to interrupt the dynasty. They had it. They blew it. They lost one of the Blues in overtime when they were badly outmatched, outgunned, and they they were going to win that until they didn't. And then the thing I'll never get over was in 89, they were playing the Flyers, and they were up. And if they win this series, they're going to go to Montreal for the the semifinals. And I'd never seen a game in the Montreal Forum, and I really wanted to do that. Mm. And I had my plane ticket in my jacket pocket, and I had my expense check from the Beaver County Times, and I'm ready to go, cover the Penguins playing the Canadians. And they're playing Game 7 at home against Philly, and Hextall's hurt. So he can't play, and Ken Reggett skates out to tend the net for the Flyers in Game 7. And the whole arena, the Penguins included, thought, well, this is a layup. And they lost. Mike, we just we just want to listen to Van Halen and wear a dumb wig. That's yeah, why all can't, why can't yeah. it be about aha? Why does it have to be <laughs> oh, about you can't. I'll take you on, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Penguins historical celebrations <laughs> should not predate 1991. Okay, Wait. we'll have 90s night. Everyone yeah. will wear flannel. It'll be great. They just shouldn't. There's too much pain. I put, it's, I, it's too hard to go back there. I, I kind of threw things very recklessly into my workout playlist, and I was at the gym, and uh, Lita Ford's Kiss Me Deadly yeah! came on. Yeah, Kiss and, uh, Me What? 
And at first I was like, I don't know if this is appropriate. And 30 seconds later, I was like, this is the best workout song That's I've ever right. heard. Baby. Kiss me deadly. <laughs> hey, since we're so happy Greg uh, spent so much time with us, can we give him a little tribute here? Uh, yeah. If he wants. We sure. have to play yeah. this. Uh, can we get some sound over there? Start again, Mike. Hit me. You know what's like? And you're they're fired. doing such a great job to be the worst defensive oh. squad in the league. They're there. <laughs> they turn the puck over. You know, they have no vision. <laughs> they soft. Like, <laughs> there a it bunch is. Of defensemen soft like this. <laughs> like this. Yeah, you know, this is this is the kind of thing. If you're going to do a tribute to the first decade of the 2000s, <laughs> so, this is what you're going to get. They, also they say make they my job miserable. Worst. So, so, it's give and take. What can I do? <laughs> I'm so disappointed <laughs> about uh, lots of guy. Oh, lots of guy. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. Uh, I'm so disappointed, lots of guy. They are so. What, that was the 80s, pretty much. Soft. Other than the drafting of Lemieux. They are that so soft. The worst. Like four F's the worst that just defense. trail off. Oh, they that, did thank sh- you for that, Mike. I, I, that's one of my favorite things ever, man. Oh, Slack yeah. went and tracked that, that down. That's that classic was, sound. <laughs> thank you, Slack. They did show on the broadcast last night Bob Airy with a dirty teenage mustache. Oh my God. (laughs) Wow. That lip broom was magnificent. And his hair, like potash, was like, did you part that thing with a rake? (laughs) That is a thick quaff. And then then potash had that mullet wig that looked like he got in the dumpster behind the wig shop at. uh, Did did you have feathered hair, Greg? No. In the 80s? I, yeah, did no. you have a, a rat tail or a mullet or anything? I had a father that was a wrestling coach. <laughs> <laughs> so you had a crew cut your I whole was life. pretty much what you see right now, just a younger version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been, I found my style in, at 12. I've been riding it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. You're you got to it early. early. <laughs> yeah. People spend their whole life never settling on a hairstyle. Yeah, I did. Ha- I got into those, like... Uh, I wore a lot of those indoor soccer shoes, uh, like Sambas or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I and I was on like two indoor soccer teams. St. Louis is a giant soccer market, so I, I played a lot of indoor soccer. Like Dynamo, or did the, or was Dynamo not a league there? What's that? Was that not national? I don't know what that was. Uh, we played is that a league a, like, or a team? We played at like indoor Dynamo. That was That's what I played. I played for um, the Boys and Girls Club. They had different, just Dynamo is like a, a league. Oh. You played for the boys and the girls club? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the right, girls' side. I got you. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys have an uh, uh, indoor soccer team here? Yeah, Pittsburgh Spirit. Yeah, we, we had the steamers, man. We were good. We were we were huge. They were I thought they the were from Cleveland. <laughs> that's uh, different. That's a completely different thing. <laughs> oh. Bill, it's, uh, you know, you need to grow up. You can the see. 80s were the best, man. Like I, I mi- I'll tell you what I miss from the 80s. You the were movies. so young in the 80s. I know, but that's I. I grew up at that time where it was like the music was fun. The movies, the movies were, were fun. Awesome, man. The movie, oh, yeah. like you can't recreate. Like the, the thing that I've seen now that recreates that vibe of the 80s the most is Stranger Things. That's why oh, I yeah. watched it. Mm-hmm. Such a such. That was all. I is was that. Is that for kids or for adults? Because I, I think I it's it was, for adults. Yeah, yeah. I thought I it was so. awesome. Man. Yeah, but it was yeah. Re- it was really good, and it just took me back to that place where it was like all the even the clothes were just hilariously bright oh, and yeah. fun. Oh, a lot of lot of uh, pastels. Yeah, hyper colors. Yeah, and, yeah. I love that stuff. Body glove. <laughs> Pirates was... had the drug trials in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Pirate <laughs> parrot was dealing cocaine. Right. Steelers were really bad. Is really that when, bad. uh, is that Mark Malone? 
Was he the quarterback then? When was Kent Graham? Oh, that was 90s. Well, Bradshaw made it into the 80s. Well, didn't well, Malone, Bradshaw made it to 83. Malone, I think he was late 80s. Yeah. And then into Brister, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Super early 90s. Well, that, but then yeah. it turned pretty quick to O'Donnell. But O'Donnell. But the 80s, not really, really good on any level around here. All the, industry, Music was all the good. jobs and industry left. It wasn't a good time. Yeah, yeah. It was a bad time for the city. And none of the sports teams were good. No. Awful. I hear Nick's Fat but City Jesse's was fun. Girl. Heard that was good. Yeah, that was good. Or was that more nineties? That was more nineties. Yeah, yeah. The, the tubes. That, my favorite. Really? I think they the were tubes. The 80s? That, she's a beauty by the tubes. That was. That oh was like my yeah. Favorite eighties song. I think. That is a good one. Well, that's it for the show this morning. Thank you, Sean Collier. You have anything coming up? Uh, tonight, I will be down in Uniontown at the Hilton Garden Inn. That's an 8 p.m. show. Come on down to the Hilton and say hi, Uniontonians. Uh, Bill Bellamy at the Improv this weekend shows tonight, tomorrow, and funny Sunday. Funny dude, man. Go really see him. He's morning. really good. 412-462-5233 or improv.com to get your tickets. And Greg Warren here for yes. two days. Uh, MVP. Thanks, guys. Uh, shows tomorrow night at Club Cafe. Uh, might still be a few tickets for that uh, for those both shows. Two shows tomorrow night, so go to clubcafelive.com to get your tickets. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Sean. Michelle yep. Michaels is up next. Next, it's the Electric Lunch at noon here on DVE. I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm-hmm.